Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 18. We're recording here in the Stude at 25.8 Studios in Scranton. I'm uh, Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I am Lauren Q. I might speak in haiku now. Five more syllables. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we were laughing earlier because I was speaking in haiku, and I, I and you were the only one. You were doing good. I, I was on a little bit of a roll. It yeah, you pretty, were. It was pretty good. Um, I might break out with more haikus later. It might. It might be funny. It might not. I don't know. Totally should do. Well, the thing. The thing about humor is, you know, if you don't try it, you'll never know if it was or was not funny. That's true. Like all and I'm and I'm life. all for you. You know. Taking it a step up, enjoying this thing that and enjoying me. it. <laughs> yes, the rabbit. I'm I'm all for you <laughs> taking the step up to to. Be I prefer the dolphin. Yeah, I saw I saw a boat. Oh, I'm Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mark. I uh, uh, for better or worse, own twenty five eight. And uh, we have uh, two guests here today with us. We have uh, Sergio Marzatelli and Alan Dudek. What's Hi. up, guys? What's up? They are uh, both uh, local comedians in the area who uh, recently uh, opened for Gilbert Godfrey, actually. And yep. uh, they uh, they have <laughs> a benefit coming up. I think he's the funniest person in the world. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, really, just even thinking hysterical. about him. I don't really call myself a comedian. I call myself an asshole. But people are calling me like a comedian, so I'm combining them. And I'm calling myself a cum hole. <laughs> oh my god! All right, <laughs> like the Shih Tzu and the Bulldog. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Alan will perform like once a month, and he gets to be called a comedian. Everyone else has to write every day and actually go to shows. And right. Well, have you ever like gotten that. paid to to make people laugh? Oh yeah. Then you're a comedian. I'm an asshole. Well, I mean, look, it's potato, potato, yes, but you yes, can, sure. you can <laughs> well, just call me a cum ass. <laughs> I'm going to try my best, but I don't know if that'll fit in a haiku, but I will do my best. I refuse to put that in a haiku. It's inappropriate. <laughs> if you, if you flip the words, maybe like the ass will come, hence the farmer. You're not helping. Well, it's spelled yeah. C-O-M. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess that's, okay. that's a little bit more. Okay. Like a comedy documentary is called a cockumentary, but seriously, like that's what they call it. And an al- C-O-C. An alropist, right? Yes. <laughs> an alropist. Yeah, yeah, yeah an exactly. alropist. Did you ever watch Arrested, Arrested Development. Development? Tobias. An, Tobias Fiunke. An analyst and Dr. a therapist. Dr. Fiunke. The never nude. A pianist. There's dozens 12 inch of pianists. Dozens, I tell you. All right, get to the site, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about uh, geek culture and stuff, not just comedy. So uh, it'll be uh, be an interesting one uh, because there is a uh, a geek fest benefit uh, coming up in Wilkes Bear, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. So on the site uh, currently, uh, we just posted a video uh, from Estacoda, and uh, they're covering uh, the Sidekicks Deer uh, on a acoustic guitar and uh, a full piano. It's really really good. Do you know who did that? Who did that? <laughs> you. Well, I got hit up and they were like, oh, yeah, they were like, look, if we, you know, we'll pay you. Can we can you somehow get what we recorded to what Dan shot on his phone? And I'm like, oh, like and it, it like literally the process is maybe like a nanosecond. Yeah. So like no skin off my back to do it. 
Right, but, but you made it sound like it was. I didn't make it sound like it. I, I just kind of, I was, I was just kind of like, I'm like, yeah, dude, like it's a little bit of a process, but you know, you can just send it to me and I'll do it. So for Dan and Jay out there, I, I, they literally like sent it to me, and within like three minutes, it was already uploaded to Dropbox, and they already had it. Fair enough. I threw a little color on it because I needed to like, I needed to put my P on it somewhere to claim it as my own. Sure. So, but it's a little bit, you know. But the song, the songs, those guys are incredible. So yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Why are you laughing? It's not appropriate. <laughs> don't turn into you're the voice of reason. I yes. I know. Don't. I yeah, have you to, have to, have to you have to keep it together. Uh let's see. We have an interview <laughs> at all costs. We have an interview with uh <laughs> poet Vivian Shipley who is at uh, Misericordia tonight actually uh doing a reading. Uh we have uh also um uh in just in general news uh we had, laugh out. we had a poet here Friday. Did, oh you yes, should, you, you did. know what? You should be a part of these. Yeah, any PA scene should be a part of these poetry things in in some way. Sure. I seriously, I find it incredibly. Um, They're always really good. I have been to a few of them in the past. You got to you got to spell that out good. better. Well, no, we had a we had a um, Rachel uh, actually. Um, Katie Wisnowski, who runs Breaking Ground Poets, and Billy Bloyd, uh, who works with her, I think next week or the week after on the podcast. Because they have their final slam coming up, and they're okay. just a, such an interesting, cool group, and they're letting me. They kind of welcome me with open arms, even though I'm totally ignorant of poetry. Um, but Rachel McKibbins was was really good, but she was very dark, mm. and it was like with poets, you know, it's very, it's like you know they're kind of putting their soul out there, and it's and it's the little interstitials in between where they talk to like the audience and stuff like that that kind of humanizes it, right. And her just every story was just very like my grandmother was raped. And, oh my god! Yeah, and it was just like, but it was just it was like it was like the you know, and she did it in such a such an eloquent way, but like it was just really like sad. It was intense. Yeah, it was very intense. And one of the things that she said is, you know, when she was up there, she was like, you know, a lot of people at the end of this are like, you know, I feel like I need to give you a hug. And she's like, I'm not like that. This is just I'm just saying it. It happened you know, let it be right. You know, it's not how I feel right now. Like I have five kids. I'm very happy. I have a husband, you know, she did say something funny though. And she, she, she was really pissed off at herself because it was around child number three that she realized that she had to accept the fact that she wasn't a lesbian, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was really funny. So, but she was really intense. She was really good though. But I mean, she got you like you were, you were right there. And that's the thing that's been the biggest surprise to me about like the poets and stuff. Especially like the poets around here, where it's like if they can get you in, it's really incredible. That's how experience. I always like learning their stories and seeing, you know, why they they write the way. Yeah. They so do I came up. Like so that. I came up with this idea for now, like because we do like all these poetry events here, which is which is really awesome. But I think what we're going to do now, if I can and if I can get the resources to do it, is that you know, poets usually give like an hour, hour fifteen, hour thirty set. So what we'll do is we'll do the poet their their whole performance, and then afterwards. So like they'll be like, thank you, crowd applauses. They sit down on the couch up on stage, and then we have like a moderated discussion. You know, oh, okay. where did they come from? You know, more of that in-depth shit that I think is way more interesting. Yeah. To give the full rainbow of who they are. Sure. Maybe rainbow wasn't the prism. Yeah. The prism of who they are. So, okay. So, Misericordia had Not, nothing wrong with rainbows, though. No. 
<laughs> I just didn't think it was a, it was the right analogy. I think sure. the prism was the better analogy. The pr- yeah. Okay. yeah. A rainbow and a that. prism are actually kind of the same thing as they are the personification. I'm thinking about pot of gold. The light. Being that it was St. Patty's Day this weekend, I'm thinking that's where my mind went first, and that was the incorrect. Light rays. Okay. Well, I got a rainbow tattooed on the bottom of my back. <laughs> you have a tramp stamp rainbow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you really? It goes down to the pot of gold. He has kids, just so you know. He's like raising. You have children? Yes. Lives, human yes. lives. It was after two of them that I realized I was gay. <laughs> it took you two? <laughs> oh my it's a new, it's a new, it's a new millennium, man. Yeah, You're all right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you there's know. no gay or straight. It's just, you are what you are, bro. It's just me. Yeah. Which is fine. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Wakefield did that here. He was a poet. Like, yeah, like about a month ago, and he was trying to talk about like you know how like the gay stereotypes and how how people you know even those single minded people who vilify you know and he addressed the audience. He's like, you know, if there's any of you in here who are uncomfortable with gay, and he just started kind of like <laughs> hand jobbing the microphone. That's awesome. And you know, like the audience got it, right? But he never really said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." Right. You know what I mean? Which I thought was, I thought that was clever. Because <laughs> I'm that simple guy where it's like, hey, dude, you just handed a fucking microphone. That's so clever. And you didn't tell anyone about it. You didn't tell anybody like what you were doing. I like that when people do stuff that's. Physical? No, no, no. Like where it's like you can see like they're doing something and they never acknowledge that it's happening. Right. You know what I mean, like I like that. Like if you're watching a movie and for some like strange reason, like, you know, a guy in a in a panda suit like walks in the background and there's no explanation for it, like that to me, I'm like it was probably the stupidest idea they had at the moment, but I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So all right, Misericordia. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll keep going. Speaking of of poets, though, uh, uh, Laugh Out Lepka's uh, comedy club is opening up, and he's also having poets and storytellers open for the comedians, which I think is really cool. What's Laugh Out Lepka's? It's a brand new comedy club that's going to be in downtown Scranton. You know where the old Banshee is? Really? Yeah. You know how it's? I it's, thought that was it, a Mexican. Place. It's a me- Mexican place, but upstairs. You know, there's that second floor area. Yeah. That's going to be a comedy club. Tell now. me where no this shit. is. No shit. Because I do yeah. not know. Uh, well, uh, Kevin Lepka is a uh, local comedian. These guys know him pretty yeah. well. And uh, he is uh, taking the leap and, and opening a comedy club because uh, Wisecrackers, who uh, used to be based in Scranton, uh, moved up to the casino. So now there's really no comedy club Wasn't in Wasn't there two Scranton Wisecrackers, area. though? Yeah. There was, yeah. I, is it the other one, one still will- around? Uh, no, the one it's all at the casino now. Yeah. So, so, they, so they conformed it to... Yeah, but there's one in Allentown. There's one in, right. I want to say, State College. But around here, there was one in Wilkes-Barre at Genetti's, and there was yes. one in Scranton at, at the at, no, the the, hill, the hotel. Sheridan or it, it's something Sheridan like that. Now. Yeah, it was something else before. It's like that very. It looks like very like a very sterile exterior hotel. Not, well, now it is. It's nice now, but my dad stayed there a while ago. It was not sterile. <laughs> Sheridan took it over and now it's nice, but before it was not a nice hotel. Yeah. But I'm going to be uh, May 15th. I'm going to be at uh, Laugh Out Lepka's Comedy Club. That's awesome. When's he, when's his like grand opening? Uh, it's actually first Friday, uh, next first Friday. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Good for him. Well, oh, and then too he'll much be shit to do those nights. He'll be having, uh, uh, he'll be doing it on a weekly basis. I think he's having shows there. So, so he's just doing like what, every Friday? Uh, yeah, every fr- Friday. And then I think he released a schedule just recently. So I think there's some other dates on there too. They sell yeah. booze there too. Right. 
Yeah, it's a pretty nice place. I can't get away with that here. <laughs> May I don't 8th sell is going to be an underrated show. May 8th is going to be awesome. Ray, yeah. Ray Gibbs is going to be headlining. Sal Holmes is going to be featuring. And then uh, local Checkout Joe. Oh, he just yeah. won the NEPA scene open mic. Right. He's going to be uh, hosting. And like Ray Gibbs and Sal Holmes, they're like killer, man. I perform with them in New Jersey. I was like, I don't even laugh anymore at comedy because I'm just so used to it. They had me like on the <laughs> What's the floor. point, man? Yeah, right? <laughs> like when I watch comedy now, I'll just kind of break it down. Oh, why do you say that? But those two dudes, man, they're like hysterical. What if somebody did comedy in haiku? It would, it would be awful. <laughs> Nope. If anybody could pull that off, maybe it'd be Checkout Joe because he's he's more yeah. of a storyteller and yeah. he does the puns the and puns, stuff like that. The Punisher, they call him. Um, yeah. Can I? Oh, that's clever. Can yeah. I say something about puns? Yeah, sure. I don't. There was is it a pun? Was, no. Who was the, who was the guy? Um, he was a talk show host in like the late seventies. Johnny like, Carson. No, 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 no. It was like it was like the alternative guy, and he's also been like David um, Letterman. No. <laughs> uh, we're 70s. gonna go through all of them. I was born in eighty seven, so I like like cool. early or like like the whole seventies. He was uh oh my god! And if you say the name, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He was he was an American guy. But anyways, I saw um uh Alfred Hitchcock on because for some reason I get like infatuated with Richard filmmakers. Belzer. No, it's not Richard. <laughs> He's on every Law and Order though. Um, but uh, Alfred Hitchcock said he finds pun puns as the highest form of literature. Really? Hmm. Yes. So That's awesome. Be punny. Yeah. As much as you can. So tonight, we're, tonight, let's try to get as many puns or haikus in as possible. Fair enough. All right. Nice. All right. So uh, we also have lots of photos this week. Uh, we have Eric Church photos that are up now. Uh, Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it, because I saw your post of the Eric Church thing. That so must I've been going, be. Take me to church. <laughs> yes. go. All right. You're going to have to stop singing that because it's going to get stuck in my head. I can get you other things stuck in your head if you want me to. That's okay. Uh, we have Ion Attraction photos. We have the Scranton Wilkes Bear parades, of course, um, and uh, some some behind the scenes uh, of the uh, Zoo nightclub opening at the Woodlands. Uh, Alan was there for that. That was uh, that was definitely interesting. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. It was twenty one and under, <laughs> so I had to sneak in. And I was hey, wait. Out. It was twenty one yeah. and under. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, so I, I had to go How in there. How the fuck was, did you get in? I was handing out candy. <laughs> I, 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 was told, I, <laughs> I was told I should cover it. So I went and I was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm about as uncomfortable as I was at every high school and, and grade school dance I've ever been at in my <laughs> life. And, and it looked like one, except everyone was like uh, twerking and grinding against each other. And it made me really, really uncomfortable. But I sent you a text on Friday and I was like, are you really at Zoo? Yeah, and yeah. And you're like... I got a couple free drinks out of it, and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, that's okay. Right. He got free waters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they they actually had the bar downstairs. No, there there was there was people over 21 there. They did have the they they had the bar open downstairs, but you had to go you know down to go get do the we, drinks. Do we basically. really need another club where people are painted like cheetahs? Where women are painted like cheetahs? <laughs> we need well, one where just, guys are painted like cheetahs. I, I want one. It was just for the opening. There was a duck club. Yeah, it's at the Woodlands, uh, but they they basically redid it as a zoo, and and so for the the opening to play on the name, they uh, they had that, models like, uh, get get dressed up in uh, in any body men? paint, and no, they did not have any any men. It's sexist. I went to a de club once in like the early two thousand. What's a de club? You know a de club, de de club. 
You go wait. You went what? to the club. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Once. You did that. You went to a club once. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Okay. I've. I've that was met- a great Lauren <laughs> Thank you. See now, I, I obviously would not enjoy that that type of thing because you know I'm a nerd, but uh, everybody else seemed to really enjoy it. You everybody were like an Italian. Like, yeah. Everybody I talked to had a great time. <laughs> Everyone under twenty one. <laughs> Everyone, period. They all had a good time. Everybody, even the models, had a great time. What did uh, they? What kind of music did they play? I didn't recognize any of it. It's <laughs> completely not. Are we yeah, getting it was like a lot getting... of '30s and '40s stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we getting? Everybody old... was, you know, standing, like you know, shoulder Tucker? length apart. And, yes. Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. I think I heard some uh, remix awesome. of Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> uh, isn't that Engelbert Slapty Back? <laughs> Slut Bunwala. Well, Nobody right. watches well, Eddie Izzard. Well, one of the no. girls there, she had her whole left side painted, so she's all right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking idiot, Alan. Seriously. Yeah, but that's his gig. That's his gig. I'm okay with that. Well, you got on. two kids, I thought, man. It was, I thought it was pun night. It's punny. <laughs> what? I thought what you said was punny. No, whatever that is. Yeah. I don't Who? do that. What? <laughs> What fucking my, episode uh, of Happy Days taught you? Apparently, you you don't either. No, the secret to good dancing I learned is to occupy as much space as possible. Oh, okay. At the same time, like Elaine from Friends, just like move. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Seinfeld. Oh, Ooh, that was blasphemous. Wow, the... why did I say that? <laughs> yeah, the, the oh, dance. her her dancing in that show was described as a full body dry heave. Mm. Stop dancing, Lauren. Okay, you're Asian. <laughs> Doesn't work. Gangman style. Can you do if you could do that? I will learn that with you. Do you know? Do you want to know what one of my bucket list thing is? Okay. I want to learn the entirety of the choreography of Thriller. We can do that. Okay. Yeah. Anybody who wants in, let me know. That's totally doable. I, don't totally don't they do that. that at the cultural center every year? Yeah, but I don't. We'll we will well, work then, on this. It's something that yeah. I want to do. Okay. We'll work on this because I've never done it. I don't know how to dance. Right. So. I'll teach you. I give lessons. I have moves. Like I can do like a three point move, and then after that, it's I'm I'm done. Now I got to think of something new. I like I can't hitch like it. Rappers and music videos from like 2003. I'll just like it's like, like Rex and Effect. You're you can do all that. <laughs> no, like 2003 when it's a pretty good rump shaker. Cool. Yeah, is I that do shit, man? Usually it was just like pouring water on asses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's shit. what I do. That's, that's what, what I you do. Can yeah. do. <laughs> Hold my non. He can flip a cup on his ass. I saw a girl roll. do that with a can of Nutella you yesterday. You should see him do it. <laughs> I will watch it. We're on video, so when we get a chance, we'll we'll see if we you can flip a cup on your ass. Can't do it, bro. <laughs> Don't lie. I've seen you do it. Come on, Alan. I'm try- I've got a whole like image to uphold here. Come on, bro. And then after Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, th- this this might uh, bring us into our our main topic because it's it's kind of geeky. Uh, we actually uh, the, a study was put out by Cornell University, and uh, they determined how long it would take for uh, a zombie apocalypse uh, virus to spread across the country. And it was interest. What I thought was interesting about it is it specifically names Northeast PA in the report of all the places that it talks about. It's not like it names every state or anything. And it says basically that that uh, Northeast PA would last about a month because we're in between New York and Philly. 
which is good for us any other day of the year except on the zombie apocalypse when uh, basically all of the major cities are going to uh, start crowding in on the uh, suburbs and things like that and take us out. So uh, so we, we'd be okay for about a month. It wouldn't happen right away like it does in the movies where you know there's a bite in New York and then 10 minutes later in California, everybody's dead. Well, no, you know? it's actually a pandemic. Right. It takes a while to yeah. spread and everything like that. So they're, you know, going by, you know, uh, uh, statistics they had with uh, Ebola and, and uh, you know, other other diseases, they've determined we'd last about a month, which I think is is fair for Northeast PA. If you want to put up a wall and did not permit anybody to enter the city limits. Which is what happened in World War Z, but the but but Israel knew way before, don't know how, didn't really explain it in the movie. In the book it did. Um but not the movie. I don't read. God told them. read. Because of the read. chosen people, God told them. But, th- right. but then the big thing about that, though, is what kind of zombies are they? Are they going to be like the walking zombies? Or are they going to be the fast run at you, kill you zombies? Because yeah. then are that would make like a difference. Zombies? Yes. Right. That's, that's going to be a big difference on how long we last or not. Right. Or exactly. mad cow zombies. Yes. Right. What if they're like cultured zombies? Like what we have now? Yeah. What if it's then, like? What if it's like? Nothing changes. Yeah. Right. What if it's like just like hipsters who like to eat brains? Then we're doomed because it's already happened. <laughs> but I know. If, but what if it's but, like hipsters who want to turn people into other hipsters? Hey. And then the whole world's hipsters. That's pretty much what hipsters do now, right? Can you, Matt? Yeah. They they're like Scientology. Like yeah. they recruit you. Yeah. And then they threaten your family if you don't. <laughs> Some dude called you don't me bring a your typewriter to a Starbucks ago because I had a beard because <laughs> I didn't shave for like a week and I'm Italian so it just grows out. And he's like, oh, you're a hipster. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Oh, by the way, everyone, Sergio's Italian. Because <laughs> like, because like. The uh, name made me think it was Nordic. Nordic, Sergio. Yeah. yeah. Picture like a big blonde guy, 6'6", six, six, right? Yeah. 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 I like, am Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get this disappointment. Yeah. Fat. You haven't lard, disappointed me melting yet. Into the couch. Neither one of you have. Neither one. Really? I think oh, thank you, you for I think that. you're doing very well so far. Okay. There's still I, some I time lost. left. Hey, we so got like a lot of time. First five minutes, I had no idea what you were talking about because I have ADD and I was just like staring at your guys' shoes. I just met you guys, but you supported my haiku thing, so you're yeah. tops with me. <laughs> the haiku thing was awesome. See, we're we're off on the right foot. As he was looking at our shoes, good pun. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> all right, all we right. So what else happened on the scene? Well, and, t- and all your right feet are up. Are you, are you guys? This is my left foot. Yeah, yeah. it's true. That's, I'm sorry. That's, I'm dyslexic. Right. And his his left. Are you guys zombie fans at all? Do you do you watch Walking Dead or do you watch zombie movies? You Read that and kind watch. Of stuff? Yeah, love it. Okay. I like so every Sunday. Not every Sunday. Some Sundays I go to this bar with my friends to watch Walking Dead, and like I liked it in like season two, I don't know three or four, but now it's just so slow. I feel like it's mm-hmm. one episode, and it's like. It's probably the most realistic show on TV because it's like, yeah, they're going to walk through the woods for an hour and they're just going to talk. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's what happens in the show. That's kind of what happened in the graphic novel. It's like the last few seasons of Sopranos. And that bar, by the way, is uh, Ashley Newtown Cafe. Excellent pizza. Yeah. I go Delmer. You know Delmer. Yeah. Yeah. Delmer Von W. It's part of our mandate Sunday. Yeah. We go get sushi. We shop and people watch. And then we watch Walking So Dead you're a bar. hipster. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> we just yeah. like shit talk everyone who walks by us. 
you do you yell at salespeople and JC Pennies. Dude, I don't mean to be the guy, but <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. I am a hipster. God yeah, damn it. it's either a hipster like 15 year old girls, <laughs> yeah. sushi, coffee, walking through the mall, talking about how we're better than everybody else. Yep. Yeah, we're it does, hipsters, which makes you feel superior. Yeah. You yeah. Just, you just checked off all the boxes. I'm a hipster. Yeah. Yeah. If there was ever, the if there was ever up. like the the you know. As we were talking about before, an ornithologist. Yes, no. If there was ever the book of spotting hipsters, well, I'd cross which, off so all like those and you would win. If they don't know anything about like the new music that's out or movies, if they're like don't know what the new trends are, does that make you a hipster? I don't know. You, do you reject know? the new trends. I just but, don't but follow any. I don't even have cable. You're too I don't cool know what's for going that. On. Do, do you know? There what, you go. You're cord <laughs> yeah. Do you know the thing that always fucking bothered me about hipsters? And, you know, like I have friends that are hipsters, <laughs> like I don't mind, but I grew up or I didn't grow up, but when, oh, I hate like being like, when I lived in LA, um, but Los Feliz, Los Feliz, is like, <laughs> Los Feliz is like full of fucking hipsters. And, you know, for people who are very like, I don't care, you know, like whatever, like they take it, it it's a lot of work to, for them to put in to give the illusion of I don't care. Right. That that I'm has totally always a bothered me, and I will I will admit that I don't think you're an hipster. You know, I think you're an academic uh, disguised as a psychopath. Mm. What was like the hipsters of the '90s? Like that group that everyone hated. We we had so like I graduated in '98. We never had hipsters, man. Well, not hipsters, but what was it was the like group? the goths. Yeah, it was. It was goths. We never had vamps. Um, it was always I don't even like know what vamps are. It's like the it's like kids. Yeah, we had grunge. grunge. Okay. Like I grew, I grew up on grunge. We were Generation X, um, Generation Y. I just don't understand. Um, but we never, yeah, we never had it. Like my my school was really cool because we had like the jock douchebags, and we had like the arty kids, and we See, had like the stoners. But everybody like got along. So like somebody from some group, yeah, was like the middle part of the Venn diagram of all of these. So they were all connected somehow. I so went it was to never in like Miami and it was like we didn't have like there was like some like uh goth kids and stuff like that but it was like You had what's his face? Who is the who is the kid? Ilian Gonzalez? That's what you had. Ilian Gonzalez. <laughs> that was a little kid who got who got taken <laughs> yeah. by the government, right? Yeah, you're yeah. going back to Cuba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's it We're going like, to get the federal government involved. Literally my take you out of your like closet. 33% Hispanic, 33% black, 33% white. It was just like everything melting pot. But, but did everybody get along? There was I mean, no, there I was mean, no but, but see, but here's the, but here's the thing: when it comes down, when it comes down to things, is like, what, okay, when we break down the what 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 the, what the American generalization are of of, of certain cliques, which yeah. would be jock, you know, the artsy kids, right. the, the, the 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 stoners, the blah blah blah. Um, those are all choices. That's true. In your school, that had to do with culture. Yeah, it's weird because like there there just wasn't. Like not, there was so many kids in the school. Like I think I graduated like twelve or thirteen hundred oh in my, my graduating class. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. So it was like everyone was just kind of normal. Like people had their things. These people listen to rap music. Nobody down there li really listens to like country. Uh, and then there's obviously like the kids who listen to like EDM and that shit. You know, DJs and stuff. Like, there's understand. a lot of that, that down there. But everyone's well, just kind of themselves. You know what I mean? And I and I think that um, uh, the great thing about being in an environment like that, uh, I used the I used the joke. So you grew up in Miami, which yeah. is which is very like liberal. Yeah. Um, 
I've said the joke before on the podcast, and I love saying it because there's a, when I, I went to school in Orlando, oh, and there shit. was and there was the joke that said the further north you got in Florida, the further south you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you get to Orlando, and then it's like a completely different place. Yeah, it was very strange because it was like half liberal, half like if you're on my property, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, yeah. Like if and you it go to really even weird. if you go to like Davie, which is not that far north from Miami. <clears throat> It's like all like rednecks and stuff. It's so weird. Yeah, Florida is one of the weirdest because like northern states. Florida is like southern Georgia, pretty much. Yeah, or like Georgia. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Arkansas and Mrs. Like all all the all so the weird. things that they all their preconceived notions about like you know Jesus God and how we should but treat. But they have the best orange juice. You should not. You should not allow. Okay, you know somebody said, you know Amanda, Jimmy's girlfriend. Yeah. She said something today. She's like, you know, I had this kid come up to me in school and he and he's like, you know, what about the good things Hitler did? Oh. <laughs> what? Right? And he, but he, he had but he, no, but he had an argument because and like this is not in any way, you know, this just goes how Are our you, like, how our society to Hitler? No, 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 no. I'm what I'm saying is, is I'm using that as like the Nazis they they were an awful shit fuck thing. But, you know, some of some of our modern technology came out of the evils that they did, you know, to help us understand, you know, physiology and, and chemistry eugenics and, and, and eugenics. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I swear to God, Lauren, I'm not bullshitting you. I watch well, a lot of a lot, a lot of history of scientists stuff. Scientists came here afterwards and they were doing a lot. Yeah, of they were. And, and the thing is, is like they were they they expatriated themselves from yeah. because they didn't agree with, you know, you know, believe it or not. Like, you know, there was a whole country convinced to destroy an entire race yeah. of people. Actually. Yeah. And a lot of people in that country didn't agree with it. Right. But they were afraid to stand up or, or, or do anything. You know, Hitler had, I think, 11 assassination attempts against him. That's ridiculous. But like the Volkswagen. Hey, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. 11? How dare they? 11 more. But like, you know, when you think of when you think of what they did um, technologically and what they did, like, you know, they're they're responsible for basically space travel. Because like, what's it was that their, bell was the, that they say the Nazis invented and people see it? It's like that bell that, like, moves. You never heard about that? Yeah. I think no. it's called the Nazi bell. It, it was so on happy. Ancient Aliens. It's I'm on so episode one. When Giorgio says it. <laughs> <laughs> aliens. Because aliens. <laughs> aliens. Um, <laughs> it's a great show if you have marijuana around. <laughs> yeah. But Thankfully, Brad Pitt uh, eventually put a bullet in his head. You know, was able to. Giorgio? Th- no, Hitler, Hitler. Was able to kill Hitler. Yeah. 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 Which That's is like, like Tom Cruise when he was making that movie, Valkyrie. He it was, was such a good movie. I wish I could go back in time. When I was a kid, I used to dream about going back in time and killing Hitler. That's Think like about how Cruise messed said. up that is. Yeah, like when he was a kid, like that's what he would dream about. <laughs> he's like, he's like seven years old. For Tom Cruise, like, that sounds about right. I know, right? He's he was like seven years old, and he's like, all right, so I can either look at the Sears catalog, which was to, to children back then was the pornography of yeah. the time, and he didn't fantasize about that. He was like, if I could ta- travel back in time, <laughs> kill Hitler, and and it's not possible for anybody. To like, do. He was even that self-righteous when he was a little kid. Like, I'm going to single-handedly save a whole I will be, group of people. as a seven-year-old. Yeah, and then he became a Scientologist. Like, I'm going to save every. You know what I mean? I can't wait till next week when that documentary comes out on HBO. What yeah, documentary? I'm excited for that. It's called um, Going Clear, and it's about uh, Scientology. It comes out March 29th. And they're really pissed that it's coming out. Scientology that? is so pissed off at them Dude, right HBO now. HBO is like on fire right now. Did you hear about that documentary? Did you watch it? 
I, I, it's on my queue. I didn't get to watch my it. My hair is sticking up right no, now. But just, they just even thinking him. about it. They arrested him. Did you, do you have HBO? No. The miniseries? It's you, called Jinx. Yeah. Jinx, the life and deaths of Robert Durst, which I didn't think maybe like Wednesday I started watching it. It was like midnight and I'm like, you know, I heard some, somebody said something on Facebook where it's like, this is incredible. And it's six episodes. And the guy that directed it was a guy, uh, was the guy who did this, this documentary that I absolutely fell in love with called Capturing the Freedmen's. If you've never seen Capturing the oh, Freedmen's, really I think it's on Amazon. Check it out. It's it's literally this guy started wait, wait, doing. One minute. Wait. Robert Durst was the lead singer of Limp Bizkit, right? <laughs> no, no, no. This no, is that was Fred, Fred Durst. Durst. <laughs> All right. Let him let him finish. This is really fucking awesome. All right. So the guy um, uh, who did Capturing the Freedmen's, his name was uh, his last name's Jarecki. I, 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 for the life of me right now, I forget his first name. But Capturing the Freedmen's, uh, the the the. the the start of it was supposed to be a documentary about um, a birthday clowns in Manhattan. And there was and like the top birthday clown in Manhattan. Who the fuck makes a documentary? When, about because, well, because amazing. because it's strange. He's like, you know, let's go like what makes somebody, you know, go do that. And it's not it's not good, bad or indifferent. It's just it's just a curiosity to be like, you know, kind of like, you know, what was your path to get here? What was Lauren's path to get here? What was my path? You know? And what happened was is that this the the guy who who was literally like the number one birthday clown. Yeah. He had some things that he wasn't talking about. And what they went and found out was they're like his father and his brother were in jail for child molestation, child oh, pornography, shit. sodomy, um like all these things and the documentary just goes and and the thing is is that this happened like 10 years before they met him and he filmed everything. Like he did, uh, you know, testimonials in his uh, hotel crying about like what is going on with my family, like how my father cannot do this. My brother didn't do this. And at the end of the movie, like you still have no idea what happened. Yeah. But it created like an outrage. It was nominated for best uh, documentary at the Oscars. I gotta watch that. It's really compelling. Yeah. It's really awesome. What's so then... So then, uh, so then, this filmmaker Jarecki decided yeah. to do. Um, it was a movie with Ryan Gosling and Kristen Dunst called "All Good Things." Okay, and "All Good Things" was 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 it was like when the, when when Law and Order says "Rip from the News" and they they change people's names and it's like you know. You know, the one where it was like this pop star punched his girlfriend in the face who's also a pop star. And it's like, that's Chris Brown and Rihanna. Right. You and know what I mean? They changed the names. Except now in the newer seasons, they add like a few explosions, car chases, yeah. and a bunch of other crazy shit on that's top of That's because I called that. them and said that they needed it. Um, so what happened was, is this guy named Robert Durst. In 1982, his wife went missing. And she went missing in uh, Winch Winchester, New York. Yeah, I think so. And it was really under skeptical, like strange circumstances, but they, they were led to believe that she just like fled. Um, and everyone always thought he was a suspect, but he was never a suspect to the police. His, his but he comes from a multi-billion dollar yeah. real estate family. Like his family right now owns uh, Freedom Tower. They have the lease on Freedom Tower. It's beautiful. And they have, there's, there's probably 12, 13 other huge buildings in, in Manhattan and New York City that these guys own. They're worth billions of dollars, this family, this Durst family. Yeah. Um, so in 1982, his wife went missing. Um, in 1992, um, he, he quote unquote quit the family business. And, and then in 2000, 
he was accused of <laughs> it was like the stupidest crime, but so he tried to get away and I'm just going to, I'm going to paraphrase there's real like quick. There's like four murders, right? There's three. Three murders. Right. right so there was, so there was this guy, he actually went on the run because he didn't want anybody to, to see him because he's like this neurotic, like billionaire who's like brilliant, but every, yeah. like his whole family hates him. They want nothing to do with him. His brother who runs the company, the family business has a PFA against him. Um, and he, he was he was he was accused of murdering and dismembering his neighbor. Meanwhile, while he was he was dressed as a transvestite down there to kind of hide who he was, like paying in cash for the year. He he actually went down there as a mute transvestite, <laughs> so he didn't have to talk. And then he ended up making friends with this guy, and you still don't know what happened with with the guy. But they actually they he admitted, you know, they, he finally admitted like. He like hacked yeah, he him up. Yeah, killed him. Yeah, yeah, he hacked him up and then like threw it. Like literally, it was it's like going to Lake Scranton and just like just tossing the bags as far as you can. They're just gonna come back up in like two minutes. But like, come to isn't shore. what happened? They said like he left his mic on. After. No, 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 no. So I'll get okay, to that. Yeah. So um, it's it's six episodes. It's absolutely fucking fantastic, and it's amazing, and it's compelling, and it's honest, and it's true. So um, so two thousand, he gets caught. Uh, doing this he flees uh, shaves his head shaves his eyebrows and finally gets picked up at a Walgreens or not a Walgreens a Wegmans in Pennsylvania because he shoplifted a six dollar hoagie while having hundreds of dollars in his pocket and he his excuse was like I don't I just kind of felt like shoplifting (laughs) so they got the police caught him on that right and then they extradited him back to Texas this this murder happened in Galveston Texas like he cut the guy's legs arms torso and head off that's hard did, Very did he at least get to eat the hoagie because the Wegmans hoagies I don't know. are really good I don't, I, I don't know so but his defense was um, he paid 1.8 million dollars in legal defenses and he his defense was it's not a question of what he did with the body after it's not a question of what he what his relationship was before the question before the jury is whether or not this guy killed him killed uh Morris Black that's that that was the guy's name so his defense was uh we struggled he fell the gun went off shot him in the head and then I had to get rid of the body. They still haven't found the head, which the head would give the forensic evidence to be like, okay, where did the bullet enter or whatever? So the jury finds him not guilty. <laughs> but he had to serve five years for quote unquote evidence tampering, which is like when he dismembered the body and threw it out <laughs> into the, that was evidence tampering. So he served five years for that. And then he gets out. Um, but in the interim, the, uh, I think it's Winchester. I don't know why I think it is, but it's like a suburb of New York. They reopened because he got caught for that. Westchester. It was Westchester. I'm sorry. So not Westchester, PA, Westchester, New York. York. So the DA there reopened the case for his missing wife in 1982. They got in touch with this woman named Susan Berman, who Susan Berman was like the consigliere for, for Robert Durst at the time that she went missing. So like she, and they were best friends. So he, she held, you know, him behind her and she said everything that was needed to be said. She also, her story comes from her father was one of the biggest mafia hitmen 
ever out of Vegas. So that's her backstory. And they ended up being best friends. So the, the theory is, is that, so in 2001, um, Susan Berman was found on December 24th in her house, shot execution style, dead. And the reasons they think behind it was because she said to Bob, she was in financial straits. She goes, you know, they got in touch with me. You need to send me money or else I'm going to spill the beans. And they could put him in California. And his excuse was California is a big state. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I mean? So that, but, but when you watch the guy, like he sat down. So, so he saw this movie called all good things, which with Ryan Gosling and Kirsten Dunst. And he hit up the filmmaker going like, I haven't spoken about any of this stuff in 30 years. Maybe I could, you could be the guy who I can talk to because in the movie you made my character sympathetic and he wasn't, you know, this evil person, blah, blah, blah. So they sit down and they have, they do this documentary on this guy and they make it six parts. And, um, two, so that, so the documentary, this, the final episode, the fifth episode was like, holy shit, like shit's hit the fan. They found stuff that the police never found. They did all this stuff. So, um, Robert Durst apparently was very unhappy. This is a week ago. And he went to New Orleans under a false name, paid for his hotel in cash. And it was the it, the next day before they arrested him was the day that New Orleans was allowing flights to Cuba. So they think he was going to hop on a flight to Cuba and just That's disappear. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so they arrested him down in New Orleans. He goes, I'm not going to fight extradition. I'm going to go fight my case in L.A. for the murder of Susan Berman, who was his best friend. The amazing part is, is that HBO releases a statement going, you know, we're going to go through with episode six, the final episode tonight, which was last night. And I literally I'm glued. <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy going to say? Because they were trying to get a follow up interview with him because they found evidence like compelling, like you can't debate this evidence that you wrote this note because what happened was susan berman got killed two days later the beverly hill police department got a note that said beverly hills police that's all it said on the front and beverly was spelled wrong it was spelled ey sent it to the beverly hills police department the beverly hills police department opens it up and all it is is susan berman's address and underneath is the word cadaver jesus that's all it said and in episode five susan berman's stepson was going through her stuff like for the documentary crew he's she, he's like you know i found some stuff you know i need you guys to come look at this he called it a reality check he goes i need to have a reality check because after she died him and robert durst became really good friends holy fuck and she was the one who like raised him susan berman like raised this guy so um like the last five minutes are like here's a note that he sent my mom in 1999 and she got murdered in like 2000 and Beverly was spelled wrong. And, and the letters, like the, 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 his, his handwriting, like they matched up perfect. 
So in the show last night, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Like, even if I ruin it when you watch it, it's amazing. They haven't even been putting spoiler alert in any of the news articles. No, it's, they they're just it's saying just, it, it is what it is. They said it's like the most groundbreaking moment like of TV probably ever. Of investigative journalism. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. And you sit there and you wait. And and they and so the first thirty minutes of this, like it's the shortest episode out of all of them. So the first thirty minutes of them is is the film crew trying to figure out how do we get in touch with Rob Durst. He won't get in touch with us. Then he gets in trouble for violating the PFA that his brother Doug has against him. And as soon as he gets arrested for that, he's on five thousand dollars bail. He pays his five thousand dollars bail. He gets out. All of a sudden, he's calling up the documentary crew again, going like, I know you guys wanted to sit down. I'm willing to sit down now, you know, kind of set the record straight. Um, but the other thing is, is the reasons why they were going after Robert Durst was because the film crew went in front of the, the office building of his brother's office when he has a PFA and all these guys are taking photos of them and whatever. So he, the, the lawyers needed the film crew to substantiate the reason why he was there, not under these pretenses of premeditated, whatever. So the filmmakers are like, all right, well, we'll give you all of our footage under the pretense that we get Robert for a day to interview him. And they have the handwriting samples and they have done all of this stuff and they're literally going to, you know, get him. And the interview happens. And this guy is so, he's a sociopath you know when you watch him like the so they prevented they presented the evidence to him and he goes you know and they have the um he goes i didn't write the cadaver letter he's like but i, I did write that letter to susan um and then they have the two misspellings of beverly side by side and they go which one of these didn't you write and he goes i have no idea and they're like okay like that's the end of our interview. Yeah. And the fucking guy forgets that his, his wireless lav is still on and they're re still recording the camera. And he goes, I got to use the restroom. And he goes in the restroom and literally has a conversation with himself. Yeah. They said his brother said he would always talk in question and answer format to himself. Like he would walk around the house, ask himself a question and then like respond to himself. He has an entire conversation with himself. And his first question is, they got you. <laughs> his first answer. And then he goes, and then he goes like, this is what, this is what you wanted. Like, and he's speaking like under his breath. Like it's yeah. really strange. And the moment they presented the two writing examples, he started going, he started having like, do you ever have indigestion where you're like, oh, yeah, he started doing that. Oh, it was so fucking weird. Didn't he say something like what happened? And then he's like, he like asked himself and he's like, you killed them all or something like that. Didn't yes. He, yeah. Yeah. Yes. He was like, what happened? And you can't, you and you all. can't, and contextually, you don't know whether he's, he's admitting something or giving like, do you ever see my, my cousin Vinny? Yeah. When Ralph Macchio is going like, I shot the clerk. Yeah. I shot the clerk. Like I you don't, clerk. you don't know yeah, the yeah. context in which it's in. So I don't know if it'll hold up in court, but the writing example, the, and they brought it to a forensic calligrapher, whatever the hell they're called. But he's like, this, this is the same person that wrote these two notes. Right. So now, now the LAPD arrested him and we're waiting to hear on what the LAPD is doing because then, um, Westchester's going to have to go after him for the murder of his wife. She just disappeared. Nobody knows what the hell happened to her. 
but it, I'm telling you, it's like the most, so like each episode is like 45, 50 minutes long. The last one's like 33 minutes. He has this conversation in the bathroom with himself and it's subtitled. So you know exactly what he's saying. And then it slowly fades to black because they have the camera in the conference room. Meanwhile, you're hearing this conversation that he's having and it slowly fades, fades to black and there's like 20 seconds of black and you're waiting for like this epilogue and then just credits. And you're like, that was fucking amazing. This guy actually admitted to murder. He goes, he, one of the questions he goes, well, what did you do? Well, I killed all of them. <laughs> and that's how like flippant he is about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to watch it. I'd watch the entire series all over again just to see like. I read all about it today. Oh. And I was going to go home and just watch like every, as many episodes as I could before I fell asleep. And you then, then you, Alan dragged you here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't, yeah. Sorry. But you can't, it's probably about four hours, you, you, yeah. but you can't escape from it. Like the yeah. moment it ends and it's done, all the title sequences are done kind of along the lines of like True Detective. Oh, that's awesome. So it gives you like, you know, obviously it's, there's an entertainment value to it. And he, sure. and he, and he, and he did um, dramatizations of uh, each murder. So like he redid, you know, like uh, there was this movie called The Thin Blue Line in the 80s that Errol Morris did. Errol Morris is considered one of the great documentarians. And Errol Morris did in The Thin Blue Line was like he recreated whatever what he was talking about. Like he dramatized it. But you never get to see like people's faces. You never get to see it. it's like the, the situations and the circumstances surrounding it. It's one of the most compelling things I've ever watched on television. It was so fucking cool. So uh, as as we can tell, uh, Marky's thing, Marky's geeky thing is filmmaking. <laughs> That's my. Oh, are we going through all the geeky? Th okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what did you grow up with, Alan? What are, what were you, where were you into? Space porn. <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> Pretty much. Seriously? Yes. Did you have glowworms too? No, I didn't have a glowworm. My mother got me a black cabbage patch kid because all the white like ones Like an African American yeah. one? Well, yes, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Because all the white ones were sold out. The Caucasian ones were sold, so I had to get a black one. A little black cabbage patch kid. I was into pretty much everything, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Like X Men and stuff? Oh no, not X Men. Talking like He Man. What else do we oh have? Oh my god, I was so into He Man. Then you have uh what else do we have there? G.I. Joe. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mask. Mask. I wasn't a big turtle fan. What was Mask? No, you don't you remember mask? mask? No, what was Mask? Oh, that might have been. It wasn't as popular, yeah. but it had a cult following. I don't want to feel stupid. Vehicles I'm... that like turned it's into kinda... other vehicles. Mask? Oh, yeah. Oh, my it's, God. It's yeah. similar to it Transformers. Was... It had it had some elements of that. Yeah, I remember there. that. I grew up on Transformers. I loved Transformers. And then when the movie came out and I shed a tear because it was amazing. <laughs> the first one. The ones yeah. after were like the yeah the one where money. where Optimus Prime, you know, the like, opening the opening attack of Transformers. It was like yeah. I that was amazing. I'm like, this movie is going to be awesome. When the helicopter yeah. goes, and then ten minutes later, I'm like, this just sucks. Mm -mm. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> can't I never do saw it. I always loved the uh, the GI Joe cartoon movie too. Oh, yeah. I was real into that. Except you know except really how they changed the Duke was supposed to die in that. And was then, he? Yeah, and then they they said uh, because kids reacted badly to you know Optimus Prime biting it, so they're like, no, we got to change but that. But was that so when at he, the last minute he makes it? Was that when nowhere. he bought it in the Transformers movie? Yeah, the cartoon, yeah, with Unicron, yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, well, that was the best. I mean, it's a planet so good. eating yeah. Transformer. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And that, but then they turned 
And which, what, what was the who was the voice? Marlon Brando or somebody was the uh, voice? Orson of the Welles. Orson it was Welles. Orson Welles. Orson yeah. Welles. Yeah. Orson Welles was the voice, and then Leonard Nimoy was the new voice of Megatron, which became Galvatron. Right. Right. Leonard Nimoy was the guy. It was great. Sorry, I miss I, I, I miss Leonard Nimoy. It's it's kind of weird. I, I refuse. I, I refuse to just accept that he's yeah, gone. It's, I don't accept it. I know. I know. It's it's weird. I never watched Star Trek. See, and that's the thing is, I'm not actually that big a Trekkie at all. Like I've I've you know I've seen the movies and uh, I've enjoyed the um, you know the the show to an extent. You know, I've yeah. watched some of it and stuff, but. Um, but he's just such an icon in terms yeah. of, you know, just what he represented. And he's kind of one of these celebrities too, where, you know, a lot of them, like guys like William Shatner, just, you, you, you almost feel guilty liking him in any way because he's such a slime ball in a lot of ways. Wait, 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 you know wait, wait. That's I mean? what a lot Shatner? of people Shatner. say about wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. No, take that back. No, I won't. No, take that back. No. Is I will he, not take that back. Mm. He is he is a complete jerk. How many how many all right, how many members of the Star Trek cast have to write a tell all book about how much this guy sucks before people believe that he's not a really nice guy behind the scenes? Does that really matter? I think it does. I think it says a lot about his character. I mean the guy didn't you know, uh, didn't even show up to Nimoy's funeral, but I guess that's a whole other He didn't you know, no, he didn't. No, but that wasn't, that wasn't, I wouldn't blame that on William Shatner. Yeah. I mean, there's that, did you ever watch Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Do you know that part where Tim Allen's in the bathroom and these guys come in and they're like, oh, these guys are like, that was based on a real story that happened to William Shatner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so they just put that back, they put that in the movie to use for it. Shatner, I think Shatner's biggest problem was that his ego got in the way of right. a lot of things. Very much so. Yeah. I think Shatner's biggest problem was he was William Shatner. Have you ever seen Gonzo Ballet? No. It's the ballet done to the William Shatner spoken word album Has Been featuring the musical stylings of Henry Rollins and the production of uh, Ben Folds. I have no idea. Really? Not yes. one person you just named. I have no idea <laughs> Oh, dear. Are. He's I'm from so Miami. Goodness yeah. gracious. Like, He's from Miami. Well, I know William Shatner from Priceline. Okay. And That's I know it? That, That's a start. Well, I know that in Fight Club, uh, <laughs> he said he'd punch William Shatner if he could punch anybody. <laughs> but that I never watched Star Trek. I don't know if he was in any other movies. You gotta, I, I, I just started watching um, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Dude, I've, always been a, I've always been a Trekkie. I'm, I might more be... Wait, wait, wait. Star Trek might be more relatable to me than Star Wars. Oh. See, I grew I up. I hate you. I grew up on Star it, but Wars. But that's not to say that I don't love right. Star Wars. I that. grew up on Star Wars, so I was always more of a Star Wars guy. But I, I always appreciated Star Trek. I come you know? from a family of Trekkies, so I feel kind of torn. It's right. so, it's so, it's so smart. It's a really smart show. Like every episode has to do with something that it's social. The movie is not so much. No, the movies are just eat popcorn. Right. But like the but the episodes. <laughs> but the episodes. Oh my god, yeah. they're so good. Like the next generation was fantastic. Deep Space Nine was incredible. Voyager, not so much, but it's still pretty compelling stuff. And then that Scott Bakula did a thing of that that was just like the first Enterprise. It was called Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. I I've never seen that actually. I watched it. It was really good. I think they need to come out with um, a new series. And I just read an article where they're thinking like the best way to do it would do it like an anthology series. Oh, yeah. Where it wouldn't be like every episode would not follow like the same crew or, or, or whatever. It would, be dis it would be different things. The cool thing about like Voyager and Deep Space Nine is that there were two shows that were running concurrently and some of the plots 
would overlap, which was really cool. Oh, so you had cool. to watch like both of them to to kind of get to like, get the what, whole thing. Yeah, which I thought was today the way TV works, where you have to like be invested in all these shows, like the Walking Dead spinoff. I'm sure you're gonna have to know shit from Walking Dead to understand the spinoff and vice versa. I'm sure they're gonna play into each other somehow. I don't think so. so uh, yeah, the 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 uh, the spinoff. I think he said he really wants to try and keep it separate because he wants to do th- like because he he feels like I think he feels a little cornered because of the comic fans and stuff. They kind of expect that certain things from the comic are going to happen. So he, he has to he has to kind of write that way. Whereas with this, he can kind of do whatever he wants. It's all, it's all a whole different thing. The yeah, there's gonna be like shows. it's gonna be ten Daryl Dixons in the new one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm very curious to see what he does with it, because well, I mean, he could do whatever he wants. Well, so I mean, theoretically, you know, we don't have to, uh, you know, kill a black person every time another black person joins the group, <laughs> and you know, all the the really not great yet. who's movie. next, all the really great tropes that they've put to into the fair, show now. Be at this careful point. now, because I am a season behind in the show. Oh yeah, no, it, it's not spoiling anything okay. for you. That well, that part of it never changes, well, that, <laughs> season to season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that article, like every that was, movie though, that, it is. Yeah. It's it's the exact same thing. That article that was just out saying uh, that he's finding it harder and harder to do episodes with Daryl Dixon. Yeah, uh, and then last week with the horse, you know, the black right. rogue horse. I don't know how that's gonna go, but enough about the Walking Dead. <laughs> so, how did you guys become geeks? I'm not a geek. They, uh, You're a see, hipster, that's, that's for a, the record. I'm uh, not a geek. Yeah, You're a that's, hipster. That's, that's, uh, that, that's interesting, actually, because uh, we brought Alan on, and then he brought Sergio. And, and you know, Sergio, when, when I interviewed him, we actually have an interview with him uh, on the site from uh, a couple weeks ago that you can find. And uh, he had talked about how there were, uh, you know, the, I think it was Hannibal Burgess, uh, the two Hannibal. different kinds of comedians. The, the two different kinds of comedians. Uh, oh you know, no, the, that was um. Who was that? Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, and, and uh, you know the the ones that uh, you know that that called you faggot in high school. Yeah. Or, or the ones that got called faggot. That got in high call, called faggot in high school. Yeah. yeah, and and so it's and <laughs> wait and, what? So he he was he was the he was the guy who would have picked on me. Yeah, like you know, like okay, so like a guy like Dane Cook, he's like that guy Not who funny. like. He's not funny. funny. I agree he's with funny. you one hundred percent. There, but regardless, not funny. He's like that type of guy. Like you could tell in high school, he was like he had friends and he had a lot of stuff. But then you look at a guy like uh, I don't know who's like a nerdy weird Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah, like Patton Oswalt. People were probably like pushing him into lockers, and you know he probably didn't have friends, and he was like drawing things in a notebook where everybody else was playing basketball or, or Star Wars fan fiction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So they said there's like two types of comedians. There's like right. the ones who are like, you know, people who are like outgoing and had a lot of friends, and then just like the fucking like you know geek kids or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's you know. And, so where and do that, you, that so was, where do you fall? I mean, I was just here's my whole thing is anytime I would get into something, my dad would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Every time, because like he's the type of guy. He was born in Italy. He grew up in Argentina. Had to quit school at twelve to go and start working to feed his family. And I'm like 12 years old playing with Pokemon cards. So he's and like, you're what? not a geek. <laughs> what the hell are you do? like? I would do it and I do something for like three or four months because everyone else was doing it. Yeah. And he would just berate me for doing it until I completely lost interest in it. <laughs> like Pokemon cards for a little bit, which was funny because we were all like 12, 13. And it but was you're just 12. Yeah. But to him, it was just like, what are you doing? You should come to go work out and get a job. Week. Yeah. He was like, you should come to work with me on the weekends and, and learn my trade. But that's not what you wanted to do. Yeah, no. 
so when did you get into this stuff then hardcore uh, what's well the, all my friends call me a wannabe geek okay i mean ever since i was a kid though like pretty much everything mm. i like joe who the benefits for like he's the head of the uh concertorium for the greater geek whatever yeah tell um, us a little bit about that because i'm sure people don't yeah, know what that is. it just started off with like 20 of us okay you know and then just started getting bigger and bigger and it's just a facebook group basically yeah, just a facebook group and a bunch of us are friends you know watch wrestling all that stuff and they're so they're all local guys for the most part uh for the most part yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> well this talk the, about movies comic books cartoons yeah, share share links with each other yeah. that sort of thing you know uh the uh now, now the, the the benefits specifically uh what uh what uh, what what are you raising money for? Uh, well, Joe uh, Joe got sick. Uh, Joe got sick in between jobs, and he had a hospital stay, so he got stuck with a really big bill. So, what what was he in the hospital for? Because I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> he had an infection in his leg, and it got really bad, and just I guess spread through his whole body. Oh, oh shit! Sep- sep- sepsis. Yeah, Maybe, they they, yeah. they were they were talking about amputating it and stuff, and. So uh, how did how, uh, how did you guys decide to put this uh, this together and to kind of theme it to the whole geek thing? Uh, well, because of the group and everything. And then uh, Amanda Coleman, uh, she's the one who's heading everything up and doing everything. She's doing a good job on it. Uh, she just came to the bar one night uh, while we were shooting pool. And she's like, hey, can I throw a benefit on? I'm like, sure. <laughs> That's how it happened. Okay. Wait, I unplugged your mic. That's okay. And then plus it's fun for people. Thank you. Plus it's fun just for people to dress up. Is that better? Yeah, I'm not dressing up just for the record. Uh, I yes, refuse. You are. I no, got I already no. got you an outfit. What is it? Uh Orco from Shira. Who the fuck We're is gonna Orko? Dress you up like what Orko. the fuck is Shira? Cuz I'm not doing it. <laughs> now, have have you done any cosplay before? No, I never have. So I'm a little excited about this. Okay. Are you are you a convention goer at all? Have you been to any of the conventions? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, my first convention I'm going to, my friend Ryan Logden just uh, released a movie, and it's I think it's getting picked up by Toe Tag. It's a horror movie, so it'll be a horror convention. Okay. In July, I'm going up with him because uh, they're going to premiere his movie and stuff. He's a local guy. I used to do the the horror conventions for a while. It was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, the um you know, when I was a kid, uh, I was in a baseball cards for a little while. Oh, baseball cards were huge. I yeah, still have all of mine. I, I and so do I, and they're all were you worthless. A sports, yeah, were yeah, you a right. Sports guy. I, I was just in a baseball. You don't look like a sports. Yeah, guy. no, I, I'm not, <laughs> and I, I never really was. It was more. See, that's the thing is, is um, you know, uh, my my dad worked uh, at Panel Prints. They used to print baseball cards there okay. and stuff. So he would bring them home and, and, uh, you know, I kind of got into the collecting aspect of it more right. than the actual game. It was like, I was collecting cards for people that I didn't even know what the hell they did. You oh, know, really? it was just like, I liked the way that the cards looked, you know, that sort of thing. And so at the same time, of course, my, my mom, uh, be, she, she was always, uh, buying whatever, whatever the new toy was, you know, I, I she would have to buy it for me. It wasn't even me like begging her to have it. It was just like, Oh, here it is. You know? So if there was a, a new set of He-Man figures, I had all of them. If it was a new set of turtles, I had all the turtles. And so I got into collecting like really, really early. And, uh, I decided to, uh, all right. We're back. That sounds way better. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was much more supportive. It was basically the opposite, really. Yeah. Where they were like feeding my addiction, you yeah. know, and I, I kept, uh, you know, having more and more stuff, and 
the uh, the baseball stuff, I obviously just just fell out of it because I just wasn't interested in baseball. It right. was really when I discovered comic books, like that was really the big thing. Like the comics came from uh, the the '90s X Men cartoon show because I was about maybe that was eight. so good. Yeah, it was amazing. I was I was about eight when that came out. And so that completely like changed my world when it How came to that kind of thing. Uh, I'm 31. Oh, okay. They're bringing that back out. Yeah, they're, they're doing, doing a, a comic now yep. uh, that's the 90s X-Men yep. uh, continued, basically, which I'm really interested in. Yeah, it's going to be pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a Hot Wheels, and then once Spawn came out, that was the end of me. Oh, like, yeah. I was a, completely addicted to Spawn. Spawn was really, really cool. Yeah. That was that was like during a time when, you know, it was like everything was had to be edgy and dark and, yeah. and, and did you, brooding did you like, and stuff. Did you like the Spawn HBO show? I loved it. That, that was, was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That, was that was creepy. Awesome. And especially at, at that age too, Jeez, it was like that. It was it was really dark, and they never really did anything like that comic wise before. Like no. especially on television, you know. So that was really like it was crazy to see uh, that kind of violence and nudity and stuff on on uh, in a cartoon form. Todd McFarlane's talking about bringing that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, he's he's working on animated series. He's working on a movie now. Yeah, there was well, there was that car show at uh the Lackawanna Stadium. Ruined that movie, and uh, he was there at the car show. Oh, they, yeah? had, they had a limited edition spawn car and he was signing all of them. Oh, that's so awesome. Neat to meet him. He's a big toy collector. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's because he's, he does McFarlane toys and everything. <laughs> His toys are so detailed. Oh, They're so yes, cool. They are. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. And he always puts the variants out too, which everyone goes nuts for. And especially like when, you know. Right. And so, now are you, in, are you into the collecting now? Do you, do you not buy as much as I now? used to? You yeah. Know, I'll look at stuff and, you know. Did now I guys, now I collect kids' toys. I was gonna say, well, the kids, you know, they're probably yeah. you're probably buying more stuff for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you guys? What watch are they into? Wrestling. Yeah, I I was into wrestling. Uh, I was into like uh, you know, during the Hulkamania era and all okay. that kind of stuff. So I wasn't. I know you 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 I like wrestling, th- right? Yeah, I would like when like Stone Cold Steve Austin and DX was out. Like, see, I was into that. So yeah, for, like, you were the generation years. right after that. Yeah. 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 I, was see, under, I was like, I was under the giant. Yeah. Yeah. Under the giant. I was right. too young, man. I was born in 87. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. I was him, like, Am I the oldest one in this room? How old are you? 37. Yes, you are. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> you and I'm probably the most the immature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have a haiku for you. Uh, so tell me more, please, about the features oh, of event. <laughs> uh, what can What fun can be had? With what? <laughs> the the event the event oh the event uh there's a bunch of bands there there's a hot dog station oh uh they're gonna have raffles with uh you know like different things in them uh someone actually went and put a huge puzzle together uh and framed it and it's like all the Batman covers are on it and everything like it's pretty neat some pretty cool stuff's gonna be there uh, I think there's four bands. Actually, the bands are really varied. Oh yeah, yes, they are <laughs> because you have, you have Skip Monday and then like Prosody. Yeah, they right? are awesome. By the way, Skip Monday, like, they're right? amazing, phenomenal, they're awesome, right? Phenomenal. right? The yeah. first time I saw them at that open mic, I was like, yeah. man, this music's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Uh, who else do we have? We have Attracted to Sin is playing, uh, which is Amanda Coleman's band, who's going to be doing it. Uh, Phoenix, which is uh, sort of like Christian hip hop, and then uh, Years of Madness. Art of bands, and then uh, I'll be doing a comedy set. Uh, there's another guy doing a comedy set. I haven't met him yet, and I should have wrote his name down. So I apologize for that. Uh, Sergio and Delmar will also be doing sets. Okay. And, and uh, Delmar's dressing up. What's he? Dr- oh, Indiana hey, Jones. Coach, you can't be doing this stuff. 
Come on. So I mean, is it is it how what's what's how long's the event? Like what? It's what? gonna go from like six to two. And is that uh, Bones Bar in Wilkes Barre? Yes, on three hundred nine and Blackman Street, right off the exit there. And it's all like, and it's all like cosplay, geekdom, nerddom. Yes and no. Yeah, you could come dressed up. You don't need to. Are you dressing up? Oh yeah, I'm dressing up. Are you? Hell no. <laughs> Why not? We were gonna dress him up like slave. What Leia? That's so weird. <laughs> like I, I always saw it on TV and like people dressing up and stuff for like conventions. I, I would. I'm a 27 year old man, boy, whatever. It's so do weird you, how that Halloween? became a thing. No. Why not? It's just like child, like when I was a kid, I maybe like when I was 12, I would like just wear a mask. You know, when you get a little older, you just wear a mask. So you could get some candy. And then like I could say since I turned 18, I've probably dressed up for Halloween like three times. And it was just because yeah. I was going to a party and like I had to. Right. But yeah. When I owned my bar, I used to throw some uh, pretty kick ass uh, Halloween parties and people used to come like dressed to the max. But uh, I went as Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, nice. Lord, fuck me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that was one. Did like you just tuck it the whole time? <laughs> well, I, I got uh, I got flesh colored. I put pantyhose on and just walked around with a purple robe on and a <laughs> wig and lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> I did a whole dance to that. Did and you then, really? Yeah. I would have seriously, <laughs> I would have dropped like 20 bucks <laughs> to see you do that. And then I, I had a basket with a little puppy in it and some lotion. Give me back my dog. So, yeah. Give me back my dog, lady. <laughs> Ted Levine. Amazing. <laughs> right? It, it, oh. The the movie was on a couple weeks ago on TV and my dog, who really does not pay attention to- Got in the basket. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't pay attention to TV or anything. And she hears the dog bark and all of a sudden she's like real interested in the movie. And she like watched it intensely to see what happened to She's the now a fan well, of Clarice Storling. Yeah. 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 This is good. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, in the movie, like when they edit it on TV and a part when she's walking through to see Hannibal for the first time and the guy goes, I can smell your cat from here. And I'm yeah. thinking like, she doesn't even own a cat in the movie. It made no sense. <laughs> it took like me years Scarface. of watching that movie before I realized what Migs did. Right? Yeah, Scarface was just on the other day. On TV? It on, makes me so oh mad every time it's on TV. When like, you know how in the beginning of the movie when uh, the guy's like, how'd you get that scar, tough guy, eating pussy? And then he's like, how'd you get that scar, tough guy, eating pineapple? It's so weird. Like the, <laughs> do you know, do you know that? Scarface is the most messed up David, like, changes. Um, you know who David sensor. Fincher is? Uh, yeah, he directed like seven, the game, Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. like all the seven is amazing. He has in his contract that anytime, um, uh, they 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 repurpose his films for broadcast TV, that he has the final say on what the curse word gets changed to. Oh, that's awesome! So he makes it really just bizarre like, weird. <laughs> like the yeah. pineapple bit yeah right? <laughs> if you watch like seven or any of those movies when they're on like tbs or tnt or whatever and you in like the, the the moment where there's a profanity it's always something that's just like Wait, what <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny yeah it's very fight club of him that's what fincher i think fincher's brilliant if, if i had to say he's like out of all the directors i like he's probably my favorite yeah he's he's definitely up there he's one of my favorites too I, I he he always puts out great movies. Um, so uh, 
so for the, for the benefit, uh, you know, people are encouraged to dress up, but they don't necessarily have to. Yes. Yeah. Cosplay in general is, I think, just uh, it's interesting subculture that's kind of come out of this whole thing because it wasn't a thing when I was a kid, like at all. Like they, if if uh, like there were little tiny conventions, like about the size of what they are now, where it's just kind of a small hotel room of a couple of of comic vendors. Uh, that's about as as big as the Scranton Comic Con gets. They do that like two or three times a year. It's usually Scranton like has the, a Comic Con. Oh yeah, at the the Radisson and uh, sometimes at like Johnson College and stuff. And it's basically just you know vendors from the tri-state area just showing up selling comics. I mean it's nothing big, but uh, I always enjoy them just because uh, you meet some of the real small creators there and you you get a lot of good deals on comics because you you go to like the bigger conventions and they jack up all the prices. So you know you, you don't you know you don't go to New York Comic kind of buy comics no definitely not you know you go there for the experience of it and that sort of thing but you go to the smaller conventions to you know uh, grab a couple of cheap books and and you know save some some money and things like that but i think it's the, the whole cosplay thing like it just popped up in the last i don't know like 10 15 years or oh, so yeah. yeah and now that's a whole thing where people just go for that the whole weekend like they're in costume they're not really like shopping for anything they're not like looking around they're not like how a lot of them aren't even going to the panels and stuff like that that's just the thing that they do. They just go to to cosplay and to to dress yeah, they up. They work and really hey, hard. They, they are. They're things. incredible. Money maker. Money maker. Good quality cosplay porn. Oh, there you go. Right. Oh man, I don't think <laughs> there so, is a market is a- out there for it, and especially what's going on right now. Right. With the packs and everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm surprised there isn't more of that already. What is that? What is PAX? I can only imagine. Uh, PAX is the uh, Penny Arcade Expo, which is a video game uh, convention, basically. You mentioned that in your article today. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. A, 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 my Infinite Improbability this week was on uh, kind of a, a little bit about gaming culture, which I usually don't get into too much because I'm not really much of a gamer anymore. Like, you know, I think I think everybody, you know, kind of grew up with at least uh, if you had one or you had a friend who had, uh, you know, a Nintendo or a Sega or something like that. You and I just don't have time, man. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is I just you have to dedicate so many hours to games now. It used yeah. to be something where you play for a couple hours, you put it down and then you go do you something else. Time. Yes, you and do. You just skip on sleep. Yeah. That's yeah. And I can't do it. Sleep to see, me right I, now is a commodity, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I stayed up all last night writing. I was up to like six, you know, and it, it's funny because, uh, and we'll get into this in the last word, but, uh, I, I, I stayed up till six, finished this article. I go to, I, I wake up a couple of hours later. I look at my phone. The first thing I see is a is a, a nasty comment. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> it's, <laughs> on the it's one, wait, the worst. On the, wait on the one. Yeah, on the, the wor- or on Facebook. No, on Facebook. Uh, the worst is I when you when thing, you work on something and then uh, you know some somebody just like is but, just but like we've real talked, dismissive we've about, about it. this so many times. Like people people just love to just come at you. People and, are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Have I, you ever I, read like the local news comments section? It, it's, it's the, the worst. If you it's the just best life. Yeah. Go to like the Times Leader and go to the comment section on any article, and then take just vitriol. anything and turn it negative. Yeah, it's right. like the most like racist, hate filled, like homophobic. Like it's like so disgusting. And, like, and that's and that's just like the message boards for yeah. the paper. Yeah, I don't get like why does everyone think that they're like it used to be telephone tough guy. 
Right. Remember when we were growing <laughs> up and it was yeah. like, uh, you're I'll telling- come through that phone and kick your ass. And you're like, well, I'm, right. I'm here waiting. Well, I don't have a ride. Well, you know, um, yeah. like Reddit, do you guys go? I don't understand Reddit, Reddit. I can't get, Dude, I, I, I used to be a Redditor for a while. Because you people will, if you're like an asshole or you're just like, hate, they'll just downvote you and nobody ever sees a comment. Into right. Oblivion. Yeah, exactly. So yep. I just go, I don't like post on there, but that's how I get all my news is on Reddit because it's everything is like ordered. Get it first. Yeah, they get it right away, and it's ordered by like whoever has the smartest comment is going to be right at the top, and like the idiots are going to be all well, the way who, at the bottom. Who 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 figures out who has the smartest comment? The is community. That, oh, oh, so so they're yeah. like that yeah. was a good. Right. Exactly. So it's almost like a like or downvote. Yeah. Right. Can, if oh, okay. you downvote, they just move down the page, and if they have enough, you just won't see it and anymore. There's very little tolerance for yeah. shenanigans. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely certain subreddits that are crazy, well, but oh you know, they're, don't go there. There, yeah, there, no, there, no, there's plenty the dark of internet. Parts. Don't go there. Don't yeah, go it gets pretty yeah. dark. Um, <laughs> so, so you're an asshole, yes, and you're a comedian. I guess I I, I don't really consider myself. Yeah, but don't a guy but didn't, who's doing stand up right now. Are Been you a guy doing, doing stand up? Like nine months. Yeah. What made you get into that? And then we'll get into what made you being an a- got it got you into being an asshole. <laughs> well, that's like always that something I liked. Like growing up, like uh, me and my dad, we grew up. I live with my dad in a one bedroom apartment. We slept in the right same now. bedroom. Not right now, <laughs> but we like literally in high school and even when I started college. And this was in Miami. This was in Miami. We right. slept in the same bedroom, so we had two beds. Okay, just for the right. Two <laughs> Bullshit. Beds. But like at night, we those aren't home. pillows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd come home from work and we'd throw on like Comedy Central and we'd just watch stand up. And like, you know, that was like the one like thing we had together. And I always saw it. And I was telling Rich in my article, I would watch it and it didn't seem like something that a normal person could do. And then like just like growing up, I like kind of I didn't really ever meet anybody who was doing stand up. But I knew that there was like regular people who just started doing it. Right. And I was writing a movie. And I got like halfway through, I had like terrible writer's block. And I just decided like, I have all these good ideas for like jokes and stuff. Maybe if I tried stand up. So I looked it up and I ended up doing it. And I was like thinking it was going to be like this whole big deal. And I just, it's nothing. Like, it's just like, oh, you write some stuff and you go up there and say it. It's, it's not as hard as like, I thought it was like, I thought it was going to be like real nervous and like not able to speak. But See now, but then the comedians that we've had on before, like, this is a tough gig. I mean, for me, I just love it, man. It's like going up there. I feel like, like I almost have to do it. So which, so what's your kind of like your angle? In other words, like like most comedians have something that that, that they're like they're known for. So it's like, yeah. oh, you know, Gilbert is he's rude. Known, he's known yeah. for sleeping with his groupies after the show. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> no, like the main thing, I t- it's like dating. for real. Do you have dating. a good Gilbert story? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, kind of. Like, I asked him that we were eating dinner. I asked him to take a picture with me. And he was like, no. And I'm like, oh, don't you remember when you were like a 27-year-old comedian and you were performing with a famous guy who was about to die? And he was like, okay. And he just 
<laughs> and we talked about like we talked about juggalos for like 15 minutes. Why? Why is this a he, thing? He's a juggalo. No, he's he, not. Juggalos love Gilbert. I heard this from a what? friend. Like, of wait, mine. ICP what? juggalos? Yes. ICP. Is there any other kind of juggalo? I, I'm, I need to clarify it just to make I, sure that I like Juggalo has not transformed yeah, into something. I, I am miracles. a fan of ICP. I really am. Their music is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it really is. But I they mean, also came out as Christians, yeah. <laughs> which is even weirder. But I don't know if that told me that he was huge and I didn't believe it. And I asked him about it. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he was like telling me stories about like going to like these concerts in the middle of the woods and everyone's like drunk and Gilbert high. Godfrey Gilbert yes. fucking Godfrey yeah yeah and it, literally he's the nicest guy off stage and he doesn't sound like, anything ni- nothing like he talks on stage and he's like just like an old Jewish New York man <laughs> who's like super nice super calm it's so weird he's a great guy yeah he's awesome we were talking I was talking about that uh, when when uh, we had the interview up uh, it's yeah. the same thing it's yeah. just that's how he is through the phone too you know he's yeah, very genuine he'd be a huge dick he's been doing stand up since he's 18 right 15 15, 15 yeah 15 yeah. he's been famous since he was in like his mid 20s and he's like I don't know 60 something and he's just like so down so you have about night. 12 more years yeah. <laughs> so so what gave you what what was the 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 impetus to be like the here's the first time i'm gonna go on stage and where was it what was it like dude it was just so random like i was just like yep i'm gonna do stand up and i went online and i searched and i found out there was an open mic at wisecrackers up at mohegan sun and i just went down like my first time up i wrote all these like just like things that everyone would kind of know about like i wrote it was like a lot of political shit um i don't even remember all of it boring no it but i actually went up and i was expecting to get like nothing yeah but i actually got laughs like where i was expecting to get a laugh and i was like shocked and then i went home and i just threw all that shit in the garbage and started writing about what i actually wanted to write about and like mostly what i talk about is like dating relationships like just like random, like you go on a date with a random girl you met online and like something fucking weird happens, you know? Invariably, yeah. 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 It's, it's bound to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much like. Here's like, like what? Like here's a selfie <laughs> oh <my> stick. God. <laughs> Here. You know, they just banned that at the Louvre. Huh? They just banned the selfie stick at the Louvre. They should ban the selfie stick globally. No. No. I, I disagree. Oh, I also immediately disagree. Why? Yeah. Well, Do because you have one? Man, I I got one a custom of the greater, one. Greater inventions of the Philippines. Would you made your own? Yeah. How no. do you make a selfie stick? I, you just get a stick and put it on there and set your thing to videotape, and then you snap, screenshot your uh, video. Oh, so like you a wooden stick that, yeah, like, with a V. With the, right. Right. <laughs> you just got to balance. Like one of those it. old hobo ones where right. they put all their belongings in the <laughs> rag. <laughs> do you know what that's called? Carpet what is bag. it called? I forget. Carpet bagging. As carpet, carpet bagging, bagging, but there's an actual name for it. It's not a carpet bag. They call it something else. Oh, it's going to be time to Google. You're the resident brilliant. So, so how did <laughs> so how did you get into stand up? Uh, when I was 21, uh, I was at a bar, and uh, I was sitting there and just talking to the owner. And he goes, "Hey, I want to ho- I want a comedy night here. You want to host it?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." It lasted about three weeks until I made fun of somebody. The guy came up, pretty much knocked me out on stage and threw me off the stage, and then that Wait, was somebody it. in the audience. Yeah, yeah, and then that was it. A bindle. Yeah, is a it bindle. a bindle? Yep. Uh, now, where was? What, do you mind saying what bar this was at? <laughs> it was at Club Excess, uh, which Where's was Club used Excess? to be Jitterbugs years ago. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> is that the one back in the shopping yes. complex? Yep. 
I played oh. there before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that was Jitterbugs, and then yeah, it was Club yeah, X. Club XS. Then well, no, it was Jitterbugs. Was it, were, were you in I the bar? Isn't this the place where like the bar is up front? Then you go through the doors. Yeah, and there's the like a stage. The stage okay, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it went from that. Then I gave it a break, and it wasn't even a year ago. Uh, we did another benefit show. Uh, uh, another group I'm a member of, the Northeastern Facial Hair Alliance Club. Oh my god! <laughs> Just a bunch of burly guys with beards who go yeah. out and drink. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty awesome club. But we do like stuff. So we we did a benefit, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you do some comedy?" I'm like, "Ah." Like, Last time on. didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so I went there and then next thing you know, someone comes up, they, Hey, would you want to do comedy at my place? You want to do comedy at my place? I'm like, yeah, sure. So, and then that's how I ended up meeting him. Yeah. You know? And then I think we're going to be life partners now. Cause I think he's yeah. pretty cool. Alan is the fucking coolest guy, but he's like the weirdest guy ever. Most down to earth. I'm very down to earth. Like he just Thanks. says things sometimes that you're just like, what, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? dude? But that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, because yeah. I say shit all the time where I'm like, to me, that was funny. I don't fucking care if you don't <laughs> like, get it. You're not funny. Like, you asked me. <laughs> I find you pretty funny. You asked me, like, what my angle is in stand up. So, like, I told you it's like dating and relationships. Alan's angle is he'll just go on the Google and type in jokes. <laughs> and then he'll just read that into a microphone. <laughs> I'm like, Sergio, I'm having a blank spot here. Uh, what was that site again? <laughs> Is there a site for jokes? Oh, there, there, Dude, no, the internet no, not at like, all. all those shitty <laughs> There's jokes. not I mean, one I mean, site for jokes no, on no, no, the internet, but I which is weird. I think I'm going to start one. I'll be a millionaire. No, I was just. Have uh, you interneted before? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I just didn't. I just didn't yeah, you've been internet bra. <laughs> I just didn't know if it was like this internet self-help group for the comic who can't come up with yeah, a joke. Like, wait, yeah, you and then I have to send a guy a check for one of his jokes and he sold off of someone else. Yeah. Kind of weird. You know what the best one of those, like, you know, do you even internet bra? It was on Reddit, actually, and some was, there was, like, something about, like, the weirdest way that, like, characters have died in TV shows, and someone was like, oh, Dr. Dra Drake Ramore fell down an elevator shaft. It's Joey from Friends, the guy he played, and someone was like, uh... He was in a coma. Do you even friends, brah? And it was like, the <laughs> I was like laugh out loud, like laughing. Oh, you LOL'd? LOL. I like LOL. OMG. No, you lied. I LOL'd IRL. IRL? In real life. Come on, man. Yeah, do you even internet, bro? Yeah, even text, bro? All I know anymore about the internet is J-O-I. And that's like the extent of... Which jail? Listen to the podcast two weeks ago. We uh, here we are in Spain. Here we are in Spain. Yeah, is it towards to the end or the beginning? yeah? Like how uh, far should right. we fast forward to? <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> listen, here's 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 the thing about like our podcast is that it's not a film. Okay, yeah, like there's not. Like, there, yeah, we don't yeah. have acts or structure yeah, yeah. to like what we do. Yeah. Um, feel free to flip. Yeah. Feel free to skip ahead. Yep. If you okay. have a, if you have an iPhone, you can just drag it. Yeah, just drag it over. Yeah, and then you're and then you know the YouTube we cut into two parts and then we do the last word even as a separate part at oh, the nice. end where we just kind of talk to you know the the audience. Yeah, like our the audience that can feel free to leave us comments and then we'll read them basically. Hate don't leave comments. Us. Usually, hate yeah. Phil. yeah, it's it's actually it's actually uh, we mostly get positive feedback, but How I like to read I like to read I'm the negative get. ones for fun. How much hate do you think I'm gonna get? I like shit on every. Like nerdy thing you guys brought. You even shit up. Right. You, I don't think you, you've actually I really shit on one shit thing. On yeah, just, I don't know. I just is. I just fucking hate you. Just sitting next yeah. to you. No, I think like, I come across <laughs> as a douche. Even like that article. You do come across so as a douche. <laughs> he tried so hard to make me not look like a douchebag, yep. and I was just fighting him. I ended up winning. Yeah. Look like a douchebag. So you came off looking like a douchebag. I think so. <laughs> but is that what? You, do you think he came off looking like a douchebag? What exactly is a douchebag? I have never seen one. It's actually it. Re 
You've never seen like what's it called? Saint yeah. what or it's what do you well, something that you squeeze like, up there or something? Is that like is it like right? Summer's Eve? But that wouldn't be no. a Summer's bag. Eve. That's a no. douche bottle. Yeah, I don't think so. Is I that think... where you dispense the no, douche bottle? No, I think bottle? it's an actual bag. The bag I think that it's holds actual, like the vinegar and shit. Yeah, bag. yeah. Well, see, that's not bad. That bad. That's actually pretty clean. It's like an enema. Yeah, it is. I think I think it's the same bag for enemas. Is it really? I think so, from hmm. what I can tell from the infomercials. When I was a kid. Wait, they have douchebag infomercials. Well, they have the, I don't the, think they call it a douche bag. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not sure. It's a douche container. <laughs> it's on, yeah, it's on HSN. Um, this is not something I want to Google because they'll send it weird. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, because now you're going to get like the douchebag YouTube video where it's like. <laughs> where it's just me sitting there, like trying to What's flex. What's a douchebag? Yeah, it's me flexing my muscles in front of the mirror. <laughs> When my mom walks in, what the fuck are you doing now again already? <laughs> like, I remember the one time my mother walked in and uh, she actually caught me practicing kissing the mirror. Like, and this is only two weeks ago. <laughs> but it's weird. You have two kids and you yeah, still have well, to kiss well, the listen, mirror. Yeah. Well, no. Well, it's weird. There's no kissing involved in that. <laughs> are you supposed to Not kiss if you while do you it, right? Sex? Yeah. Yeah. And you have I, money. I thought you usually just go from behind and give the fish hooks. Oh, right. <laughs> that's illegal. So is it, is it for illegal? the record? It's I an warned you move guys. In most in most combat sports, yeah. Sex well, is a combat sport. Yeah, no, fish hooking. No, I'm talking about. Well, no, I, it's not illegal in sex. In sex. It's awful, Lauren. <laughs> do you know how dangerous it is to fish hook someone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that dangerous. It's That's why really, I never found really it dangerous. erotic. Okay. Yeah. I don't... That and a good old choke. Eh, no. A choke <laughs> is safer than a fish hook. <laughs> All right. I'll tell that to David Carradine. <laughs> and Michael Hutchins. <laughs> you know? Live, baby. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> How is that your thing? Like, can't you just like... If you think of like David Carradine, you think about Michael Hutchins, like they're well-known people. Like I'm really sure it's not hard for them to get laid. But but just think of the uh, not well-known people who do that shit. I mean, there has to be some crazy stuff going on. Do you guys have like weird shit like that? Like weird fetish shit or no? No, Sucks. I'm so meat and potatoes. It's not even. That's fun. like yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, like real I vanilla when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know they're what it is. Here, I'm all meat and potatoes. But when they're at home, they put on dresses and like masturbate. I'm a. I'm a. What's oh god? What's the so when I was so I'm sober Four. almost five years. Yeah. I'll be five years in August. Quitter. But but drinking, <laughs> I thought I was a fucking porn star. Really? And then I stopped drinking, and then now there's like this whole insecurity where it's like, are they gonna think that's weird? Yeah. Do you Dude. keep your shirt on when you have sex? I try to as yeah. much as possible. I, see, I, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, because I only don't only because I don't want the girl seeing a belly button ring. You have a belly button ring? <laughs> no, I just took it out. Actually, <laughs> he is a my nose mother ring. made me take it out. Don't you because... have a nose ring? <laughs> yeah. Show it. Ring. I don't want to. Do I have to show it? <laughs> it's all dirty. <laughs> Ugh. Where did that come from? Inside, you flip uh, uh, it up. What? It came from my toe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a magic trick. <laughs> Lord's like, this is a great carnival. I didn't even have to pay enough. This is amazing. Yeah, no, I can't. I've, if if I can, I prefer yeah, shirts you know, on. Yeah, like I don't even like taking the pants off. Like the never new thing, I usually just unbutton my fly and pull it out. Yeah, and I have trouble because I have to have something to hold my pants back just to make it past the zipper. Yeah, you know. Are you Irish? No. What are you? I don't even know what I am. You have no clue. I'm what American, happened. man. Like we all are sitting in this room. I'm not American. America. I was born in Canada. 
Fuck uh, you. Whatever. Wait, you're an Italian born in Canada? <laughs> yeah. Where Scumbag. were you born in Canada? Montreal. That's a weird town for I sex know. stuff. Is it for, for sex? I moved away when I was five, so. Go back. If there was sex it, stuff well, being done to In me, Canada, they only have sex it. doggy style. No, they. Th- no, it's only like- it's only doggy style, so they can watch the hockey game, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and that website you found that was. Uh, I don't, what was that one again? I have no idea. Oh, Canadian jokes. <laughs> Canadianjokes.com. Anybody? <laughs> I don't want to contribute. This is. Bothering. I didn't know where to go. What's with your Canada? weird sex stuff? I'm over not going to talk about. So it. Oh, come on, come on, talk about it. No. Come on, just talk about You're it a little. <laughs> weirder than any of us. Then you probably. Have I don't think so. Shit. I don't think so. <laughs> she probably has the yeah, remote no, control one is. right on her now. She's. I've, I've, I've known her for a year. I don't think so. See, it's the ones that you think you know and that you know. You know. And, I, and I don't. And I don't think. And I don't think. I don't think you're a little crazy in the in the in the. But Rich at the end, but at the end of, of the like day, a Mormon guy. Like he looks like he's just like a straight. Like he goes home and eats his dinner, and then has sex with his wife, yeah. missionary, and then goes, missionary you're on your side. Get I'm not that boring. But, but, but they, but they <laughs> yeah. plan it once a month. They plan it yeah, once yeah. a month. Oh, he's it's like, sex it's the night. Seventeenth, yeah. it's yeah. gonna happen. Tonight. Sometimes I eat with my left, and then sometimes <laughs> I eat with my right. All right, give me a break. <laughs> with the sex stuff, or when? Do you ever see the? Yeah. Do you ever see? Well, do you ever see yeah. the movie? Uh, do you ever see the movie uh, with Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio? It's called This Boy's Life. Oh my god! When he's with oh. Ellen Barkin and Mm-mm. De Niro's like missionary on your it's like their wedding night are you serious yeah and he's like missionary on your side that's it <laughs> and she's like oh okay and it's like and it's just like this poor boy's life <laughs> it's like here's his stepdad who's a psycho yeah but yeah that's I, that's I always, an excellent movie it's really good but yeah that's that's how and, and and i don't know why like in films like that's the way they have to like you know express the fact that this guy is like a dominating yeah douchebag to bring it back. I can relate with him. On this, yeah. <laughs> well, I always thought on the side was just lazy. It was just like... Yeah, I for really both parties. Think. Yeah. Uh, Read your book. Nobody <laughs> has to do any work. No. <laughs> and it all... It, it's a, you're yeah. only using like a Lower few muscles. Yeah, like it's, your, your knee to your waist. Yeah. It's very lazy. Yeah. But then like, you know, if you do anything else, it's it's it, like... Li- li- you know, there's times when you lose your breath. You don't, you know, I don't yeah. think you should do that unless you're climbing a mountain. <laughs> That's how I feel. Unless you're in like Yosemite. I, I lose my breath getting naked. That's the problem. <laughs> like, I, I, get, I, take my, I take the clothes off and I put uh, right out. <laughs> <laughs> I need my machine. <laughs> she looks uncomfortable. No, Lauren just does that. Lauren just, yeah. Yeah. She she judges she's, us a lot. She's not judging. She's fantasizing. She's working that remote over there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Lauren. You got to admit that's a that's pretty cool. I'm not saying you have it, but if you did, that would be pretty cool. Because I can't. We can't. Like you can tell when a man is in the mood. You, a woman, she has to tell you. I've been in the mood the no, whole entire time tell, I've been here. You can tell when a woman's in the mood. <laughs> no way. Dude, like their body language completely changes. Uh, yeah, but they're basically telling you. A man, like if you're wearing sweatpants, you know. Okay, yeah. I see. Well, if now her you know. sweatpants, <laughs> now with you, if her sweatpants are like dripping from the sides, then you know. So it's kind of the like, same thing. My nickname in high school is Puppy Boner. I, I was uh, uh, Needle Dick the Bug Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cousin tell me that. <laughs> my cousin Carol. 
She's, she's like Wait, 60. Your cousin called you needle dick the bug fucker. Yeah. Oh, I come from a big Irish family. Yeah, must be very close, too. And I said, I, said yeah. I had a joke, or I was saying, like, um, just because in the in the Irish in the Irish tradition, most people think that Irish are not well hung and whatever. It's and, true. And I said I said something, you know, whatever. And she looked at me and she's like, "You're needle dick the bug fucker." And I'm like, <laughs> and my mom was there. I mean, she's like, "Yeah, pretty much." Wow. And I'm laughing my ass off. I thought it mean? was great. It means it's just so I can have sex with flies. <laughs> yeah. So sad. I always I, I always make sure I get what girls who can't read a roar. And then I convinced them that this is eight inches. You know? so, and you're like, the yeah. I'm way above the national yeah, average. Yeah, way yeah. above. I'm way, way above, above Kenya. Use the metric system. Use the other side. <laughs> centimeters. <laughs> Eight inches right there. Check it out. So yep. About three weeks ago in West Africa, they had the first successful penis transplant. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Incredible. like, how many hours was that? It was like a ton, wasn't it? A it was ton like of some, hours. Yeah, well, like, they had to, what they had to do was actually uh, connect the tiny little blood vessels yep. and the nerve endings, which yeah. is something that they have done except for the one face for transplant that they had tried yeah. previously and he's the guy's actually got urinary function now it's actually fabulous why did they have to do the penis transplant botch circumcision <gasps> oh man circumcision is evil do you know did do you know that if you cut off and that when is the why doctor get cuts off too much when you become an adult or when you could become a you know a, pre, a, a pubescent boy you can actually have painful erections because they cut. Too yes, much. So your, I know. So your penis has nowhere to go. I know. It's like so bar. <laughs> it's like the most barbaric custom. Yeah. In like our society, it's yeah. 2015. Says the right. uncircumcised guy here. Hey, I was crotch smells like you guys already know. <laughs> What's up, radish? <laughs> <laughs> hey, turtle. They, you just gotta peel it back, man. You dude, gotta clean you know, up that like magma. It's only really on the east. You do know coast you have to clean that. Coast. That there's more circumcisions. Really? Oh, it's really? 2015. We have showers. Circumcision yeah. was because they lived in the <laughs> desert and it was dry. Is it? Yeah. That's why circumcision can't, because they there was no water to clean themselves with. Like, yeah, the Jews gets, and Israel and shit. You know what I mean? Because that gets the Jews and Israel and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so well read. <laughs> Back like 2,000 years ago or something. Oh, when this, when this, when this airs tomorrow, it'll be the, uh, the elections. Oh yeah. For what? For Israel. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Netanyahu. Well, tomorrow, today. Matis, it'll it'll yeah. it'll be today. When this today. I said when this airs tomorrow, so today. So yesterday. <laughs> today. No, they're having the elections tomorrow, right? Yeah, but when you listen to this again, it'll be It'll yesterday. be today. What? It'll be yesterday. Or Don't two days get me ago. time traveling. I feel like it's <laughs> That's a whole other geek oh, in an Austin Powers movie. Jesus Christ. On America's I'm Tuesday. not a big Doctor Who person. No? No. That's one thing I, I think never there's got too many episodes. What? I too can't get doctors. into it because there's too many episodes. Wait. Yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to. You can jump in at like any point. Yeah, just, just, I don't think so. Just turn it on. There's no. There's no arc. There's no like season long arc. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you you can jump in at any season, is what I'm saying. Like you just. But I got to start at a season. Yeah, I, I, I'd be willing to do that. I, yeah. I know all my buddies in LA are like huge Doctor Who fans, and I'm just and I look and I look at the, the filmography. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, I don't know where to start. There's like 40 years of Doctor Who. Like, I don't, I wouldn't yeah, know where you, to. Well, that that's the thing is, is most modern fans haven't even seen the classic stuff at all. Like, so they've only period. seen stuff from like the fast, the past five, ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, which is, you know, you can. You see, what what I would say is, is if you were a real hardcore sci-fi guy, like if you really like sci-fi, I love sci-fi. Then, 
then you will want to watch some of the classic stuff. I think you'll get into it, you know, like watch, you know, a couple of the modern ones and then you'll, you'll want to go back. But if you are not in a sci-fi, like it, cause a lot of uh, Dr. Who fans, uh, cause Dr. Who is, is just very, it's, it's, you know, fun and, and light for the most part. I mean, there's dark moments, but you know, I, it, it's easy for people to get into cause it's very digestible. Yeah. And, uh, I, th- as you go further back, it's more of that like stuff that you almost have to apologize apologize for as a sci-fi fan you know that kind of stuff like i where, never watched it well, i feel bad that i never no, it's, watched it's it. just that it's so like some of it is so cheesy like the effects are really really bad like or like the, the but not co- recently the costume no 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 <laughs> the costumes are really really awful or the acting isn't really that great but you love the actual story or you love the characters so much that you're willing to forgive those things see like sci-fi fans are willing to forgive certain stuff just like with comics or anything else like you forgive uh certain th- like okay you have to accept the fact that like okay yeah you know these guys in tights it's really weird looking and that wouldn't be functional or whatever but it looks cool and you accept that you know what i mean like you get you give and That's take illogical. you I give and take with the, the mythology and you, you give and take with with Doctor Who, I think. Like you would have to like the the, the newer stuff. I don't think you have to uh, so much. Uh, I would apologize for, but some of the older stuff. Not that it's not good, but a lot of it is very cheesy. So you kind of have to like you have to be into sci fi to say, okay, I can put that aside. If you try to like get somebody who's not into sci fi to watch it, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? This is terrible. <laughs> no, you know? I think you're right though, because like I can't. I don't have that suspension of disbelief. Right. And that's why. I'm I'm not into this stuff because like it's because you're not circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> so what all you have circumcision to do is watch, like, of disbelief. You have, to, you have to watch like Gray's Anatomy and like like I I can of- only really all the shit I watch is like stuff that could actually happen. Yeah, like I don't have that suspension of disbelief. Like you said, like right. I'll be like, oh well, yeah, they're in a they're in a spaceship traveling through time or whatever the hell it is, and I'll just be like, nah, I'm just not yeah, I'm just not. That's not, not gonna happen. Do you know what right. you need to watch? Hitchhiker's this- Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, the so good. Yes, I am the BBC version. Yeah. I never saw the BBC oh, version. Oh man, it's six hours long. It's That's perfect. Great. Radio drama. It's great. Um, yeah, the radio drama. My great. my favorite thing out of the last ten years ever, and that that includes like film, television, everything, was Battlestar Galactica. It was so oh, so good. good. Really? Yeah, oh, I never yeah. saw it. And anybody, um, and I'll give you an example. Is is my roommate? Um, it was on Sci-Fi Channel, and Sci-Fi really wasn't one of those channels where you're like, "Oh, they have great programming." Yeah, yeah. Um, especially yeah. in like 2004. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I was working. I was working on a movie in LA with. Um, I swear to God, it was Spike Lee's producers. That was such a douchebag. I was working on a movie. In I'm LA. trying to give you context, <laughs> and at the same time, oh, we got it. All right. Oh yeah, baby. Um. But I was working with Spike Lee's producers who were like guys who were like, you know, if you know Spike Lee, he's very, you know, socially conscious and, oh, yeah, and totally. all this stuff. Um, maybe overly socially conscious. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like a love him or hate him kind of guy. Wait, isn't I, he I the guy who wrote Spider-Man? Spike Lee? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, uh, real quick, though. Did you see, did you guys see, you probably didn't, Jared Carmichael's special live at the store? No. Uh, hmm. Or love it, the story I think it's called. Spike Lee directed it. It's like a stand-up special. Yeah, when he does stuff like that, they're Dude, great. Did you see his Mike Tyson so thing that he awesome. did? Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. But like he captured, like it was like 
you're watching it and you feel like you're right there in the club. Like it's yeah. just at the comedy store. So there's like maybe like, I don't know, 75 people there. And you just feel like it's real, like intimate. He did such a great, like it was ridiculous. Like his, his things that he's been doing lately, which was like, uh, what, like when the levees broke, like about yeah. Katrina and, um, he, I, he actually did that documentary for little girls about the little girls in, uh, uh, Alabama. They blew up the church. Mm-hmm. It was the white supremacist, like the KKK, like blew oh, up the right. church, and, yeah. it, and it started like the whole Selma thing. Right. Um, he did a great documentary on them. Like, like hit, when he does documentaries or when he does like uh, Broadway shows that he films, I think I think they're really incredible. When he talks, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like he's I, like I, good at capturing like the tone of something. Yeah, he just needs to not talk politically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's um. So what or we're about, about white oh, people. Oh, so like, um, <laughs> were we talking about Battlestar? Yeah. How do we get to Spike Lee? I have no I idea. Uh, oh, okay. But, um, I sort of wish we didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Battlestar Galactica um, was, oh, I was working with Spike Lee's producers. That's okay, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're guys who I would never be like, you know, oh, they're sci-fi fans. Like, they're these guys. And the one producer, said, he's like, honestly, like, it's the best written show I've ever seen. And I started watching it and like in the first night I watched like this is before like Hulu, Netflix, any of that stuff. I watched like I was downloading them illegally yeah. and then I started buying them on iTunes. So I, I and then I bought them on DVD. Then I bought them on Blu-ray. I probably had like $500 invested in Battlestar Galactica. Um, but my my roommate at the time in this town that I lived in, um, I said to him, they did a mini series first. It was like this three episode mini series and they never thought it would be it would go to series where they'd have like four seasons. So I said, watch the first 10 minutes of the miniseries. If you're not convinced in the first 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and it's not for you. And three hours later, he's like, now what? <laughs> and then the first episode of the first season of Battlestar after the is, is widely considered one of the best written hours of television ever. Oh, really? And you know, it's oh. what's funny with, with Battlestar too, is it's origins were, uh, you know, in a, in a not very good TV series. Uh, yeah. This the ago. late seventies version was, it was, it was awful. They yeah. Were, well, Cause they were trying to reproduce. They were trying to Star make Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Exactly. It was, they were trying to make Star Wars for television, you know, on no budget and it was pretty awful. But well, the thing is, is like, it, is like all the, all the space stuff looked cool. Yeah. And then when they moved inside to like interiors, it looked really shitty and the production value of that was bad. Right. So they tried to harness all the space battles of like a new hope. Yeah. Which looked good for the yeah. time, but then inside and the stories were weak and stuff like that. And they realized that like, Oh, these don't, we're not making any money off of these television shows. <laughs> like, right. And then I don't know how the hell they greenlit Battlestar, but I swear to God, if you, if, if you like politics, Sex, um, war, uh, you know, betrayal, like all this stuff, and it's not Game of Thrones. It's better. Uh, No, I've never watched Game of Thrones either. No, because it feels like it would be too slow. Oh, no! Everyone's like, no. (laughs) Game of Thrones, man. Less than a month, man. What April? Uh, April twelfth. Oh, April twelfth, the new season. You know, like the type of shows I the like, Red like, Wedding. 
Oz. When I get mad at people, I you guys will watch spoilers from the next few books. Oh, from hey, HBO, I loved yeah. Oz. My, my favorite Oz. character. Oz though. was fantastic. Dude, I like like well. My favorite character is I'm, like, Joffrey. You know, I told you I like you know have like why attempted uh, just to write. people get pissed yeah. off when you shut say the that. fuck up. I'm talking. <laughs> I've attempted. Yeah, well, you talk too much. It's my turn now. I invited like, you here. Scripts and stuff like that, but Oz is so like Tom Fontana is amazing. And like Oz, how was about the like, Wire? Did you get into the Wire? I love the, the wire. wire. Was amazing. Yeah, I'm only. I just started. It's awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, you gotta watch the Wire. I've probably watched beginning to end like three times. But Oz, like, I'm not exaggerating because I didn't have cable once for two years. No cable, no internet, and the only thing I owned was all the box sets of Oz. I've probably watched it beginning to end like 20 times. Wasn't that Michael Jackson's version of the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> with the wheelers and stuff. You're thinking of the no. Wiz. Oh, that's that Return to Oz. Yeah, Return to Oz had the wheelers. That had nothing to do with Michael Jackson, okay. though. What was the one with the, the Wiz? Was the Wiz. Jackson. Wiz Diana Ross? And yes, Michael it was Jackson. awful. Return to Oz is fucking awesome. Yes, yeah, I agree. So Return good. To Oz. It's Belina. It's like this kind of cult sequel to uh, Wizard of Oz. And oh really? It, it, yeah, it it more more closely follows the the book version than like the movie version and stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't have a lot of the same characters that the, the movie. Yeah, version the book does, of Wizard of Oz was bizarre. Yeah, it was really strange. It was like they, trippy and shit. It was yeah, really. Bizarre. It's it's very dark. I remember like as a kid seeing the scene uh, where uh, she goes into this room and there's all these faces. <laughs> And the faces all wake up at the same time, and they're all like screaming and staring was, at her. And that stuff. was Mumby. Like, yeah, it was so fucked up. Like as a kid to see that because it was just on regular television, so you didn't know that was coming. You're just watching the chant. You're like, oh, what's this? You know, what, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, you see these decapitated heads, and you're like, oh my god, this is awful. You know, it was great, but it, it stuck in your head. You I know, so I'm like, I have to find this like years for later. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. See, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into like horror and stuff at all. Like, like it, it's not that my parents were like, oh, you can't see horror movies. Like for a lot of, I was lot never of kids. In it. Yeah. It just wasn't a thing for me. Cause like it, it, I didn't really grow up with it. I so I didn't discover that movies. stuff until like years later. Like now I'm really into that stuff. But that scene, I remember that scene. I had no idea what it was from. I was flipping through channels. Return yeah. to Oz, that man. Return to Oz. So yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, like eighties, yeah, late eighties. It's, yeah. it's, it's a must watch. Was that like similar to like the tree scene in Wizard of Oz with the tree with the faces? No, it's more of like it, it's it's more of like enclosed. Oh, like it's okay. more it's more claustrophobic because you're like, like trapped in the room with them yeah. type of thing. Yeah, That's it's pretty very cool. yeah. The it's, movie, it's, the and movie, the effects are really cool. Yeah, the, they are. The movie starts out in Kansas. Yeah, and it's after the tornado. Oh shit! And Dorothy keeps talking about. Oz, yeah, and then they take to to try to help her. Annie M brings her to a a, a like a psycho like a like a mental serious? institution. Oh my god, I gotta watch it. And they start they they're gonna they're gonna lobotomize her with the elect electrodes Whoa. they put on her. And then she like the storm happens and the power goes out and she escapes, falls into a river, and next thing you know, she's back at Oz. But that's how like the movie starts out, where it's like that's they're literally crazy. like gonna shock her brain. Yeah, there's no and like scarecrow. Right there. There's like a pumpkin headed guy and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's, weir it's weirder and TikTok. TikTok and TikTok. TikTok, yeah, TikTok. yeah. That's awesome. There's it Jack TikTok. What, uh, what was the bathtub? They made it. Yeah, and then they sprinkled. But then they that sprinkled all the dust on. Right. It. And then he. And then they. And then they flew to um, the rock guys. 
layer, which is over the desert, the dastardly you know, desert. It, it has a, a bit of a never-ending story kind of feel. You ever seen Never-Ending Story? Yeah, it's a kid's movie, but it's yeah. a little darker. When our text like that, goes, it has yeah. that kind of feel to it. Yeah, like The Wizard of Oz is like a big drug movie and shit, too. Yeah, Return to Oz is like way darker than like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like yeah. Never-Ending Story, way darker than... Have you guys ever smoked salvia, any of you guys? No. Okay. Why have you? <laughs> so the one time I smoked salvia and I the was hanging... The one time. I, I did it like three times, but the one I time that it. I did... I was hanging out like uh, by my old elementary school, and there were all in these Miami. Like, yeah, there was all these like big like trees like all around, and I swear to God, I smoked the salvia, and all the trees looked like the trees from the Wizard of Oz that were talking. Oh man, yeah, it was like the trippiest shit ever. So then you had to smoke it two more times just to make <laughs> yeah. sure, right? That yeah. that, that, that was true. You guys never smoke. What kind of not, childhoods I'm do you not guys have? Of the safety of salvia divinorum. It's legal. It's you legal. Can go yes, buy it. absolutely. But it's also a member of the sage family. It's like the equivalent of smoking tomato leaves, which I'm pretty sure has a, a toxicity that would be kind of dangerous. Yeah, it was just weird. It was. It made you feel weird. It's just a really like weird thing to do. Like well, stop doing strange. it. I I haven't smoked salvia in like nine years. <laughs> oh, nine years. I, I we just got to tell you, I'm a geek, so I didn't really like. I wasn't into that kind of you stuff. Never, did you like smoke pot? Any of that? Oh stuff? yeah, I've smoked yeah. pot before, but never like you know like I, I it was more like okay, now I've done it. You know, like that's yeah. cool and everything, but. I wasn't like super into like, you know, oh, I have to like, you know, figure out how I'm going to do it again and get oh, some. I was and that just sort like, of, oh, now I've done it. So now I have to do it every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Same with drinking. Like it wasn't a big thing for me. I like, was never I like really a wanna... big drinker, but I went through this whole like little drug phase where I did like, like mushrooms where I loved mushrooms and yeah. pot and Who like, then I tried mushrooms? salvia and then I never tried acid. My friends screwed me over on that. Hmm. I think I was bastard. I they all I did it did. without me. I never did it because I always thought life was too strange enough. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've always been. I've done basically everything else. Yeah. But that was the one where I was like, I don't need uh, mushrooms or. Have you ever ever done acid? Uh. No comment on this. I plead the fifth. Thank you very much. Have you any closing thoughts here about the stuff? Now, <laughs> that was nowhere near a haiku. No, that no, just no. sounded very slow and weird. It was weird. more like a fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Like I think she put she her middle like, finger up first like, on that one too. Shut the fuck up, Alan. That's what she said. <laughs> I, that was a segue for you. <laughs> so when's the so when's the so when's the benefit? Uh, this Saturday coming up. It's this Saturday and yep. it's at Bones Bar. And that's on you gave a street before. Uh, Three hundred nine and Blackman Street. There's a Blackman Street exit off coming off of 81. It's right there on the corner. And it starts at 6? It starts at 6. Runs at 6 two to in the 2 morning. Yep. And the who's going to be there? first, right? Saturday. Me. That's all you need to know, right? I mean, besides the headlining uh, entertainment. Uh, me. Yeah, him. <laughs> oh, Skip Monday is going to be there? Yeah, Skip Monday is going to be Monday. there. Uh, who else we got? We got uh, Prodigy, uh, Tracted to Sin, Phoenix. And uh, years of madness. So it's I'm missing probably like one or two people. Delmer Von W. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> He's a comedian. What's that? <laughs> He's gonna be there also. He's a comedian. So what are you gonna What's do? Like in between the like band it, sets up? 
if you've seen Delmer's set, what you know, is it? Yeah, what is it is more like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so zip? I totally. So are you? So like, are the comedians going to be in between the bands or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and that then, usually never goes over well. No. No, no, it doesn't. But I'll make it work somehow. Just everybody should have fun. Like that's oh, the whole it's point. Gonna be. It's you know? going to be fun. It's for a good cause, and you know, everybody have fun. Yeah, I think bring your A game. I think a lot, everybody knows somebody or has been in that situation yeah. where you've had you know those bills that pile up that you know there's nothing you can do about. So. Well, next month they're going to be having one for me, so I can move out of my mom's house finally. <laughs> oh, good. So these are all invited. <laughs> She's still doing your laundry, yeah. but it's at your house, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it's at his house. <laughs> All right, you want to get to the last word? Yeah, yeah. The okay. Last word. Okay, so uh, this this week uh, we did. Uh, I well, I did my infinite probability uh, column on uh, cosplaying and uh, it, at uh, gaming places like uh, PAX East and uh, E3 Expo, which are, are gaming conventions. The reason that I did it was uh, I kept seeing this article go around, and I really like. I'm the kind of person where you know because the, the of the journalism background, like I can't read anything and just accept that that's true. I have to read 20 other articles about the exact same thing before I say okay that is legitimately true or this person actually said this especially because in social media uh facebook people misquote people all the time they take stuff out of context there's a lot of uh clickbait out there where you know we'll, we'll put something salacious in the headline and then you click on it and the article's nothing like that just to try to get you to click on it and get the the, the traffic so I, I kept seeing this article and it was shared on all the geek sites that I read and stuff like that. And it was just shared this morning again. Uh, I think Geek Magazine put it on there. And I don't know why, because this site is not a, a good, reliable site at all. So I don't know why people kept sharing it. But I think it was just the headline. I do love your plug on there, though, because you went and said something that plugged your article on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I Because well, I, I was so I, I saw it and I was so mad that like it got shared again. Yeah. It's like because it's it's one of those things where especially if you, you have uh, something large like Geek Magazine or something yeah. like that, you should have a little more discretion as to what you post. You know, like you should at least like look up what you're, you're doing before you just throw it out there as legitimate source, you know. Uh, like all these these guys who keep you know like the every time there's a a, a, a movie rumor about this person is going to get cast as Spider Man or this guy is going to be in the next Avengers movie or whatever, ninety nine percent of the time it turns out to be wrong and they keep using the same like two or three crappy movie site sources that are always wrong, but everybody just uses it anyway because they want to be the first one to get the headline up and get people to click on it. And it's so shitty. It's just this crappy cycle of, of bad content. So this guy, he, <laughs> he made, he made this article. It's called booth babes and sexy cosplayers are in danger of being completely banned from events. So you're like, Oh my God, how could they ban the sexy cosplayers? You know? <laughs> so I'm really glad that this guy was able to stand up for the sexy women because really, I mean, who stands up for sexy women? I, sure I mean, nobody. Know. I mean, obviously they're, they're uh, an oppressed minority in this country. Uh, you know, everybody hates them. Everybody picks on them. Uh, everyone wants to beat up beautiful women. So it's, nice that this guy was was uh you know so generous to stand up for the beautiful women in this country you are know you, like are you being sarcastic yes incredibly sarcastic okay. 
So so he writes uh What's he, wrong with beautiful women? Well, here's the thing is he's he's saying, you know, just recently, right off the bat, first sentence wrong. Just just recently <laughs> Pax Pax uh had banned booth babes. And now people people don't know the difference between booth babes and cosplayers. A booth babe is someone like a model or somebody who's hired specifically like at a, like at a trade show. Ex- well, that's exactly how these gaming things started. Right. The gaming conventions are very different from comic book conventions. Mm-hmm. Comic book conventions are more uh vendors and companies selling right. their wares and things like that. Games uh, are the gaming conventions are more like trade shows, and that's where they came from. That's where their where their origins came from. So there's still a lot like that, right? And so they hire people who have nothing to do with the game. They don't know anything about the game. They're just you know hot girls that they can put out a lot of cleavage and get somebody to come to their table and get interested in their product. Right. And they might not be able to talk about most it of anything. the people who go to those things have never gotten laid. Right. So yeah. So they're like, oh, okay. I'm. It, someone's paying attention to me. I'm going to go over and look at this thing. So the uh, packs and E3. This thing is that what you referred to the woman? The, as? No, the the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So so they they go and the. Uh, uh, they they look at the they they look at the game and they they hope to to buy it. So the the thing is 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 he's saying that oh well they they passed this thing and and uh, we need to stand up for the 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 cosplayers because they're going to be next. You know they're going to ban them and they're going to tell them they can't dress a certain way or whatever. Now there are no which ruins his entire con experience exactly because obviously that's all he's going for. He right. doesn't care about anything else. So uh, and then he gets into this uh, by by the end of it, uh, it it gets it goes from like bad to worse because uh, the article goes from from that to uh, saying that all feminists uh, are just jealous because they have small boobs and what? therefore did he write that oh yeah legitimately like that's that's in the article <laughs> that guy uh, he said before. uh uh it seems increasingly hard to get people to fight for sexy women thanks to feminism quote unquote you can free the nipple but only if they're a cups or b cups women <laughs> no women with d cups or women with rocking bodies so obviously a real gentleman uh, and a scholar <laughs> That's my pen name, by the way. And then <laughs> the best, the best part. At least he knows cup sizes. Yeah, so he's done his research. He yeah. has done research. I don't know if he's ever touched them. But at the end, uh, he he uses you know the 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 famous the famous. Ho- I'm not kidding. He uses the famous Holocaust poem. Oh my god! You know what Holocaust poem. Okay, you know they came for me. You know, like they came for uh, they they came for the priests, and I said nothing, and then you know, like that yeah. the, the whole, and then they came, then they for, came me, yeah. for they came for me, and there was no one left to talk for me, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing to stand up for me. He, he equated, used, he equated he, booth babes to the, what the Holocaust was. Yes, <laughs> he legitimately took out like clever. words like Jews and put in like booth women, babes. You know, babes. But yeah. booth babes are both genders. Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah, and that's another thing is is uh, they are very clear about that, and Pax is very clear about. I want to be a very. I want to be a sexy booth, babe. <laughs> I want you to be. It requires lots of uh, oil. But I just I it, it, there's, it's there's no shortage of oil. What I what I try to do with Infinite is is you know I'll I'll talk about stuff that the geeks are interested in, but also kind of try to talk you know to people who aren't interested in this. Can I can to I to kind of inform them of like what's going on or like you know why this is such an in, you know a weird or interesting thing to talk about? Can I can I create a, a, a dissenting debate? Sure. What, what well number one, um, like first Friday around here, right? Yeah. A lot of people get upset. 
a lot of artists get upset or people who run the galleries and stuff because they think it's glorified wine and cheese night. Sure. And it's like, you know, people should be coming up for art, not wine and cheese. Yeah. And my argument back to that is, yeah, but you're getting them out. Right. So with Booth Babes and, you know, the cosplay stuff, like, the, it's they're kinda, not it's, they're not going they, for that. The, nobody's going to the no, gaming nobody's paying for. that kind of money and reserving hotel rooms and the whole other thing. Which which to, I under- to look at what they can on the internet. Like yeah. right. they're going to get a lot more uh, on on uh, you know your your uh, porn side look, of I choice. Like, I like <laughs> I like explosions, yeah. but an explosion of re- in real life is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, some of those guys that might be like the only time. A, girl like talks to them like i kind of now I, i'm starting to agree with what you're saying i mean they but the reason that they're there yeah. is because the market was okay with it exactly like they're you know what i mean it's not I like i guarantee you there's a guy who's like oh man i'm gonna see that girl at the fucking world of warcraft booth or whatever but there's a lot of cosplay wow. gr- but there's a lot of cosplay girls who are very famous because that's what they do they have a fan right. base but they have they a- actually have something to do with the culture whereas these booth babes are hired professionals Blank yeah. slates that have no idea what's going on. They are just like the Coors Lights girls who just are there to. But you don't think that there's like some guys who think like the girls actually like them. Like there's got to be. Well, it's the I same think, thing. It's I'm the sure same thing as some. It's but I don't think as, it's as many as. It's as the same think. thing as like a strip club or yeah. you know. Yeah. Wait, the girls don't like it. Strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like your money. They want you because those fair. girls there are dressed like that for one reason only right. is because right. said company hired them to be like you need to get people over here to pay attention to what we're doing. Right. And if you have to show cleavage to do that, and the the greater problem might not be the booth babes or whatever's going on it might be the greater problem is the fact that the men are walking over to them right. okay well here's the thing is is and i talk about if, that. if, we're, if that's, that's the route the we're thing. going i'm not yeah. see the the thing is 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 i'm not i I'm, I'm looking at both sides in this you know because uh the other thing is is we have to take into account that i i'm not against uh any of these people dressing up in this way i'm not you know some some puritanical uh, morality police that are going to tell people they can or can't dress a certain way or that sort of thing because I find it like they're saying their argument is well it's a family event so people should should you know dress as such and it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. this is an industry that markets ultra violence to children on a regular basis and is totally cool with that and most of these games feature women in these clothes that they're dressing up as like the girls are dressing up and these scantily clad clothes that they're copying exactly from, from the, the games. Game, yeah. right. So in other words, it's okay for the multi-million dollar company that's supporting my event, that's giving me money to do this. But the little vendor guy can't use the exact same tactic to get people to his table. Right. So you can get you can use that tactic to get people to buy a game. Yeah. You know, like games like Dead or Alive or something like that, where you know it's just girls in bikinis and things like that. Or uh, but but this this guy over here can't use it to sell his t-shirts or, or whatever you i mean know, i'm which, pretty sure how it started is like one guy started doing it and right. everyone started going over to his booth and then everyone yeah like, and everyone oh, figured fuck it that. out We're doing that next year you know so right that's probably because if somebody stopped it's doing not a it, new concept right no I, when all. it started because like if somebody <laughs> they've been doing like, it at monster truck rallies and nascar events for decades yeah, yeah. yeah. but if someone was like oh we're how not i learned about it sex when i was a nascar race our booth is just going to be about games we're not going to have any gonna, hot nobody's girls nobody's going to go there nobody's like the go booths there. that exactly. have the jerky available like the different beef jerky beef jerkies like elk jerkies those are the greatest i'm never going to walk it's actually food 
Yeah, but you. But here's okay. But here's here's the thing, right? A, a man can look at a woman and say she's beautiful. A woman can look at a woman and say she's beautiful. It's very hard for a man to look at a man and say he's beautiful. You're beautiful. Well, thank you. I don't. I don't really think it's that. I. Yeah. See but you guys know what I mean, like, time and like you know when. Yeah, a but you're not there attractive. going like. Oh, you sure do, but you're not like. Hey, dude, man. have I you ever seen a dude true. with like a six pack, like washboard abs, like Justin yeah, Bieber? Just, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you look at a dude and you're like, man, he's a really good looking dude. Like you know, right. especially no. if he's standing there showing you his abs. Yeah, exactly. I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that. A but lot. the only reason you're gonna know it is if he's showing skin. But what That's does it true. have to do with video games? It doesn't. But them doing it brings more people to the booth. That's I'd so. Rather- so what's so? I'm I'm curious. I I, I read your article. And I wasn't quite sure where and this I is, was on. And this is and this is just me reading it real quick. And I'm not a real good reader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he read the headline, and that was it. No, 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 right. no. I read the whole thing. I read yeah. even the cited stuff that you had from the other guy's article and stuff. And I don't. And I and I don't particularly know. Like, and this is not a knock. Is I'm not too quite sure. Like, are you are you for that? Are you against? that are you are you just against this man for writing this article what 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 i what i was kind of going for is is uh i'm kind of shooting in the middle where you know i can like like in in one part i said you know like in this particular part of your article i can totally get where you're going and then you go off the deep end and you go into sexism where world where it's just completely because his argument was that it was bizarre you know well he, he no he goes off and and you know talks about women like they're you know stupid objects and what what i think but i i think what i was trying to get at is is the main piece itself people are so concerned about talking about this debate that doesn't exist he made it up the right. whole article right. is is made up he's trying to say they passed these things and now they're going to come for the cosplayers no this happened years ago it's been functioning fine ever since. What did you say it was 2006? Nobody, he said everybody, no, nobody was told that this was going to happen. They took a poll on their website and over 60 some percent of the people who go to these conventions were like, yeah, I'm totally cool with you banning booth babes. I'd oh, rather really? just play the games. Yeah. yeah. Like they, like totally cool, legitimately fine with it. So it's not like they, they did this some sort of hidden thing or whatever else. So he's just trying to make a salacious headline and turn it into this big argument that's not there and turn it into some like oh they're coming for the cosplayers which they're not at all they're they've been pretty much almost so always he just, left he just, alone he just fox news cons yeah more or less so but what i thought was interesting is that people are so concerned about talking about that aspect of it that they didn't get to the next part where he's talking about how like you know, only only feminists have tiny boobs and how, you know, women are, you know, fuck toys, basically. And it just goes off on this crazy shit and then talks about uh, and then that. then uses a like, Holocaust poem. Toys. Like to me, at, you, lo- you lose all credibility at that point. Like I look at this and say, OK, the rest of the article is obviously shit, because at this point he's using a poem about the Holocaust to talk yeah. about gaming and booth babes. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Do you think that? this guy was 
I mean, is he wor- does is does he write for a reputable? He he writes. It's more or less like a it's it's like a a, a tough guy masculine troll site. Like oh. the the entire site is like uh, women are stupid, men are smart. Here's why. It's you like, know, fat like guys every article, and Dragon Ball Z button ups. Like yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's all gaming stuff. Like Can we be against that. Gaming? Maybe yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, can we write an it's article so where we're not like it's just guys who hate women because nobody will fuck them I'm fairly but that's like their that whole the majority thing. of actual gamers are female yeah, really there, there's, there's a huge there is, yeah. yes huge yes. like I'm, well my playstation friends like 50 percent of them are female mm. like on the and, network and, yeah 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 and i don't think any of them are over 12 <laughs> so, so my, that's why you're not allowed near ones. a school my my position essentially was, uh, you know, PAX and E3 should make these things a little more defined. Like if they're going to yeah. make up rules and stuff like this, they should be very specific because of the way that you read it. But didn't you cite that they they, they, they came up with it in 2006? No, the, this is, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but you the, were referencing yeah, and over the terms years, and conditions they yeah, put in and, since then. But oh, yeah, over the years, no, they haven't really changed the policy much, uh, much at all in the last few years. The, the, yeah, but they... they, they, they crack down on booth babes right but i'm saying for cosplayers it's an, I, well this guy's creating a non-issue well that's what i'm saying right. so your so your stance is this guy's a mental midget this guy's a the, fucking idiot basically that, yeah that and you know uh he's trying to if, ins- if you if, he's trying if to incense we don't people. if we actually want to talk about this as an issue that they should just set down uh, uh, certain rules that are actually legit. Like they're talking about, like, oh, uh, you know, your skirt can be so many inches and stuff like Four that. Like inches. we're back, what is like this? we're back in Catholic school that and stuff in like Catholic that. School. Yeah, I mean, legitimate. Yeah. I I saw that in Catholic school where they pull out the ruler. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's gotta be, it's dude. Gotta, it's yeah. literally guys who don't have sex or like can't have sex so they just want to ruin it forever like you know what i mean like if, if i'm gonna be miserable so to, are all of you yes yeah, if a woman yeah. wants to walk down the street in a bikini okay that's fine as long as she's not naked because right children and that's exactly and what i'm saying but these guys are like you know they've probably never even had a real conversation with a girl before <laughs> so are they're like to no gamers one. or cosplayers the, People like this guy. Oh, the guy who wrote like the good. article. Yeah. Wait, like good, Rich? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Not like gamers. <laughs> like, this like, like that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I yeah, I, I think the whole the like his his attitude and the fact that like so many commenters are totally accepting of that part of it, uh, is plays into the whole gamergate thing and how that's become a bigger issue now. And now we're talking about sexism in games and you know how there are, you know, such a large majority of women that play games now, but they're completely unrepresented by the industry and the industry doesn't stick up for them. Or, or give a shit about them in any way. I mean, to the point where you have uh, female game developers who are getting death threats. The yeah. same weekend, this I saw this article shared more times than Why anything are else. Game developers yet, getting death threats? Yet the Boston Globe did an article about a woman who was getting regular death threats for being a woman. Like, basically, That's like... That's it. Just because she's... It's, liter- crime it's legitimately like, yeah. this is a men's thing. Yeah. Get out of our boys' club. See, I don't understand if the whole purpose, they say, like, our whole purpose purpose is to like have sex and pro so if the whole purpose is to have sex with a girl now you're like oh let me just slut shame her and like make her feel bad so like you know what i mean yeah and then you get this repressed sexual society right and it's like counter productive yeah. it for doesn't like, it doesn't play into the biological imperative exactly. of finding a compatible mate yeah. and procreating exactly it's very destructive it's like you're doing the opposite it's just like yeah this so this- don't procreate fine <laughs> yeah exactly they'll, they'll die off 
Yeah. What's, what's Gamergate? Oh, you want? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we have time to get into that. Can we? That's can we cut like this a into a separate thing. section? <laughs> We're at two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, we would have to really like. Maybe we can hit up Gamergate uh, next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, very, very Give me the cliff's notes. Very long story short, it it's it more or less started as. Um, Why does every fucking conspiracy have to be a gate? <laughs> it's not even a conspiracy. It's just it's the water it's just gate? stupid. Yeah. It was just blown out of proportion. Oh, no, it's, it's where this this woman game developer, <laughs> her boyfriend at the time wrote a review of her game, and so people quote unquote exposed this like it was some huge scandal. It's not like he was writing for like the New York Times or something, and uh, you know saying that that. Uh, Basically, the 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 guys' side of it, you know, the 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 men's side is is you know this woman is is you know a slut and a whore, and the only reason that you know she's getting any press at all, you know, there's all these hardworking gamer why because she knows how to use fucking Maya, and you know she's uh, she's getting press for her game because of of this, you know, and then that turned it turned quickly into death threats, and uh, I have located your house. Here is your address. Is this I'm one of those examples you. of like wow that escalated that, quickly? Yes. Very, very much so. Like within weeks, it, it was just insane. Just because a dude wrote a wrote a review of his right. Well, the thing is, is the guys argued that the whole thing is uh, it, it's it's not about sexism, it's not about women or gender or any of that stuff. It's it's about ethics and journalism, which is just a laugh riot. Like as if these guys ever gave a shit about journalism in their lives, all of a sudden are, are preaching about journalism. In reality, the whole thing is just like uh, you're in our boys' club. You you girls need to leave. And then it turned into kind of a rallying cry because then other female gamers and other uh, female developers specifically who are a lot of them are independent developers making games uh, are getting discriminated against by guys. Guys are uh, bombarding their their Twitter, their websites, whatever, with death threats and all kinds of stuff. It's it's insane. I will say that, you know, in any field especially in in creativity i mean we, we all know that it, like in, in blue collar workplaces like the sexism is you know yeah it it, it it borders on you know i mean it it, it is sexual harassment it is whatever yeah. um my experience and the history of any creative endeavor um is that um women uh notoriously and even in the film industry, it's like when, when film started hitting big, the only people they would let edit the movies were women because they felt like that was a woman's job to put it all together, to make it all pretty. Oh, yeah. There's this great documentary called, um, oh, my God. Stars <laughs> Stars did it. it it's uh, I'll, I'll, it's like Wait, making the cut. It's called Oh, My God. Yeah, it's called Oh, My God. <laughs> Stars did it. Um, but it goes to the history of of editing and how like yeah. movies got to be and then the digital whatever. But but it was it was relegated to a job for women because men thought it was beneath them to put the film together. Um, there's there's not a lot of um, female directors, cinematographers, you know, shit like that. And 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 you know, I don't. I also don't think, and this is not me being sexist at all. You know, there there is a biologic difference between men and women. Um, as far as I went, when I, when I worked on Sons of Anarchy, there was this, um, there was this, there was this great director named Gwyneth Horder Peyton Patton. Damn it. She did a lot of episodes, you know what I mean? And it's a very masculine show. Right. 
and she did a lot of episodes and like, I think she's moving into features now. It's like, she was, she was brilliant. And there was also like a lot of, you know, guys, but, but most of the people who run Hollywood, like most of the production managers and stuff like that, a lot of them are, are, are women. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it, I still don't think it's fair. Um, in some respects, I think, I think, you know, it is, it is a man's world, right. You know, in a lot of respects. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, women are actually more of the population. Yeah. Um, the gamers. Huh? And more of the gamers. It, well, invariably more of the gamers. But the thing is, is like, you know, from a business standpoint. Yeah. So if you look at, if you look at studios that make games, if you look at, uh, uh, studios that release games and stuff like that, they're, you know, does the market not want it? You know, right. I'm, I'm sure like, but, but here's the other thing too. It's like most of these companies are run by men. Do you really think they're going to get a female centric game? Right. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's nice to see like now with like Xbox one and PlayStation four, like there's a lot of independent games being made, especially by females. It's not really a, a fair assessment though, because physiologically a female can put herself into the mindset of a male character and play as a male character in a video game landscape. Well, just like I can be Laura Croft. You could, yeah, right. Which I have no problem being. But I think, you know, uh, I I think so like if they did a new Call of Duty where one of the main characters was female, which I don't know if they've done yet. Well, they have female characters on there. That's but you're not the but it's not like one of the main Yeah, well that's one of the best parts about that game though. It's like dressing a Barbie doll. Right. Like for like, you know, guys sit there and just all day I'll see guys changing their outfits and everything, like the whole Some entire day. Best games. Like, yeah. Are all about that. Yeah. The outfit. The, the, the <laughs> thing though, like yeah. I, I can't get into like uh, all the, the Call of Duty and stuff, uh, mainly just because it's like, all it is is just like, it, it, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of kids, which is why I'm not having any kids. And it's just these kids screaming all day at each other or grown adults screaming oh, yeah. like kids at each other. Oh, I've died, you faggot. Oh, I got you. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Just, just I can't constantly cursing and yelling and screaming at I each other. I had a 12 year old time. I was a piece of shit. And then I just <laughs> took the head yeah. off. And, it's, like, and God forbid yeah. you have a username that indicates that you're female. Oh my God. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. You will just be insistently I harassed to, to the end of time. Cause it's, it's just so annoying. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the and the they're all you know they're all tough they're all internet tough guys yeah, too exactly. you know so it's it's just frustrating, but you know so so we we had all this discussion about this we talked about this. So, well somebody replied on the Facebook yeah I right. think uh, from what I read yeah I don't know how to read I think this is where yeah. we were heading I think I this think, is where we were <laughs> heading because it is the last word I don't know where I thought it was very eloquent. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the main, mainly uh, the I, and we we've heard this before. This guy Frank says, uh, "What does this have to do with NEPA? We get enough stuff of this from other feeds. Stay on course." So apparently, he's a sailor. Staying you know, on target. Uh, yeah. Staying you know, on target. Yeah. Ah, nice yeah. reference. Thank you. Yeah, but we have cons. They, they well, that, it affects. This is the this is the the greater thing that we've talked about this on the podcast before on how you know we we want to we we complain how uh, Scranton and the area is insular and we we are ten years behind the times and uh, you know it's like this own little area in itself like it's its own country. But then anytime we try to talk about the outside world, it's like, no, no, we have to stay here. No, yeah. talk about, you know, like it's, and I'm, I'm, what I did was, uh, I, I, I just was very did nice. He read, I said, did he read the article? <laughs> probably not. He just saw the, the headline and said, this 
to me, this doesn't have anything to do with NEPA. I said, well, well, are there cosplayers in NEPA? I, I, absolutely, there's and, cosplayers everywhere. Yeah. So oh, then, yeah. So then, there's so actually then, so then it is relevant. There's actually uh, some really great cosplayers in the area that do uh, some really cool events. Uh, Mike, I Watts think their is costumes a, is are fucking incredible. Yeah, and they and put so much time in steampunk. And, I thought, time and I think detail. Steampunk's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's such it, the the whole design of it, you know. Just oh, it, it's so cool. I I have a friend of mine who makes uh her living uh making uh things for for conventions actually. Like oh just, really? Yeah, going to she makes uh you know handmade pillows and toys and all kinds of things, and she's incredibly good at it. See, but cosplay isn't just sexy. Cosplay is like I saw that Adam yeah. dude from MythBusters. He showed up as uh the astronaut from alien yeah and most you know, of them are not, not like the focus is so much on this this whole sexy cosplay thing that most of it is not even the females themselves like she she dresses up regularly and she's anime characters and they're not like these you know uh over the top you know scantily clad women or anything or that little like that seven-year-old girl who dresses up like optimus prime what oh yes i love her i've seen that yeah, yeah but that's i mean but but i mean that in, in essence I don't think that the guy who wrote this article took that into into play either. No, no. I mean, that's and that's just definitely what he wasn't talking about, <laughs> right? So sexy I, girls. I, I, so, well, I said thanks for the feedback, uh, but we featured entertainment columnists from the very beginning. Uh, they're all from the area, and because we have a website, we not only ha- we we have a, a broader audience to reach online, but other scenes to reach as well. Uh, there are many people from NEPA who ta- who attend conventions, cosplay, collect, play video games, etc. Yet there's very little locally produced content for them uh, about what they love. So we enjoy providing that. Uh, in fact, uh, there is a benefit in Wilkes-Barre this weekend that is geek theme that we will feature uh, local cosplayers and, and we'll talk about that on the podcast and blah, blah, blah. So I mentioned that. And uh, he says, uh, well, I was expecting something different from this site. Some things, something more local, uh, goodbye, good luck. How is and so well? I see Murrow. I said, well, let me put it to you this. I I I, I just said one last thing. He didn't respond, but I said, uh, uh, Frank, a local newspaper can cover the NFL, but that doesn't mean they don't care about local sports. Right. The NFL does affect local fans, though, so that's why they cover it. It's the same here. We're sorry this one article doesn't interest you, but we produce dozens of pieces of local content daily, featuring local people and events every week. And that's so it's like thing. one thing, and you're like, no, done. This whole site, terrible, like, awful, even like communist. Just from an outsider's perspective, as someone who moved here recently, yeah, like there's a very huge, like almost too much of a focus on like local stuff. Where are you from again? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so Canada, like the uh, local sports thing, like they talk about high school sports on the fucking radio right. and the news. Yeah. Like when, when I moved here, I was like, what? Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why I'm is like, that a thing? Right. And then like coming where I come from, where like there's teams of kids who like the quarterback's going to eventually be in the NFL, the running back, the wide receiver, the whole defense. And then like here and it's like, okay, like I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but he's like a five foot five, like Irish kid. And he's a running back. He's obviously not going to make it to the NFL, but they'll devote like radio time to talking about, Oh, this kid rushed for two huge cover yards. stories. Did you, ever, like, yeah. did you ever hear of a little town called Berwick? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of it. Why Berwick? Berwick was. Like, did you ever see Friday Night Lights? Yeah, kind of like that. Oh, okay. Where it was like the focus. Berwick yeah. was state champs for like ten years. And then you graduate high school, and then you have to go to a community college. 
And then yeah, I don't think anybody from Berwick football. ever went to the. I wouldn't know. I don't watch big, football. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but I'm that's, just saying. There's like a there's a huge like local focus around here, right? Like more than there is like other places. Yeah, I think so too. I think and and the thing is 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 uh, that's why I'm surprised that there wasn't more content that was focused on on that particular market because right. there's so much focus on sports and things like that. I mean, I saw the same thing in high school all the time. It was like, you know, our our drama club had to scrape together a few bucks to put together a play, but uh, all the funding was going to the football players so that they could have these big elaborate games and, you know, all this uh, all, all these uh, you know, great events and stuff like that and it was like if we got our one play of the year out the door we were happy yeah you know so it, it just like all the other clubs the artsy clubs and whatever it was like whatever you can scrape together great but we don't really care about you it was the focus was so much about sports well, that's, yeah so sports you, brings in a ton of money for schools and like that yeah and that's stuff, the thing yeah. yeah and it's the same and with media play, it, you get sports brings in so much money that that's what they're concerned about yeah. and they don't really they, the the other arts and and other interests kind of get cast aside and it's unfortunate well, if sports didn't exist neither would espn Right, exactly. So I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a multifaceted market. You know, it has, oh, yeah. it has a if lot. If music of, didn't exist, we'd still have MTV. No, if reality TV didn't exist, <laughs> yeah, you'd still you have MTV. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a video on MTV? When was the last time you watched yeah, MTV? Yeah, I don't remember the last time yeah. I turned on MTV. I don't even know what's on there anymore. I don't even know what channel anything. it is. I don't even yeah. know what when the last time I turned on my TV was. Yeah, MTV stopped speaking yeah. to me when it started speaking to Teen Wolf. <laughs> I think it was a lot before that, but well, it, sure. But the the thing is, is is for every you know uh, negative Nancy, there's there's uh, plenty of other people. Like there's a guy named Jason. He said, "I love this article. You know, love this column. Keep it up." And Kristen says, uh, "Besides, sexism is something that should be called out everywhere. It affects all of us." I said, that's exactly it. That's why we brought it up in the first place and talked about it. And the thing is, 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 um, I would have, if uh, growing up here, uh, as a, as a geek, I guess, you know, this is, this is, could be kind of our closing note more or less is that, you know, uh, you, you feel really lonely, you know, you feel like you're the only one who's into this stuff. You feel like, like, uh, um, you know, no, nobody cares about the things that you do and stuff. I wish I had, you know, a, a, a website or something where I could find other local people who are into the same stuff that I was. And I could have met some of these people years and years ago, and I would have been a lot better off because of it. You know what I mean? Like so many of these guys spend years and years, you know, like uh, at home, you know, talking to people from across the country because they're the only people that they can meet, so to speak. I lucked out because I grew up with them. <laughs> See, yeah. And that's the thing is, is sometimes you do, sometimes you meet somebody in high school or something like that, that you can hang out with and get along with. And some, sometimes you can't. Yeah. So I think there needs to be more resources for local people to get together and you know in the same way that like you know to hear about local comedy there's plenty of comedy fans in the area but i didn't realize the scope and breadth of local comedy exactly and that's the thing recently and neither did i until uh, i really started focusing on on that on any scene and writing about these guys like it it, it opens your mind they're up a to great the fact group that of guys there's, yeah there's there's i mean there's a couple of assholes so much, <laughs> a couple but, assholes you know, you know, still a great them. group of guys i don't care <laughs> yeah and and so i i think that's uh don't ever call me a great guy again <laughs> <laughs> you're a wonderful asshole yeah <laughs> acceptable
Yeah. So I mean, that, uh, I I want I I hope to uh, to get more people like that together. In fact, we're we're uh, there's there's a couple of guys who do uh, a podcast called Longbox Heroes that's uh, about comic books, and um, they uh, they're gonna we're, we're gonna start kind of uh, posting their their podcast to the site so we Are can kind of share our audiences. Yep, they're right from here. You can have mine. I just I, I wouldn't know what to talk about. <laughs> Make sure they're local, or Frank's gonna bitch again. I know. <laughs> Frank Frank is gonna come. What after does this me, have to apparently. do with anything? <laughs> well, Frank, these guys are from Texas. You right? don't know how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, sir. Um, right. I just want to say thank you guys for coming on. I know thank it, you it, for it, having, thanks for having us. Yeah, that's it's into awesome. your. Uh, oh, you're welcome. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did, right. Rich, did Rich write an article about you? No, I'll never get an article. No, you have to. No. You have to win Wrote, the open written. mic, and to win the open mic, you have to be funny. So, I'll never wow. write an article about wow. you. This fucking, he went there. This guy, <laughs> this out of towner, this yeah. non, this Miami, this hey. this yeah. uh, Canadian. <laughs> Are you an out of towner too? Yeah. Where? New York. New York City or area? Oh, okay, <laughs> Albany. <laughs> a little bit outside of Ithaca. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've been very generous with your time, and I want to say thank both of you. Oh, thank, thank you very and, much. Uh, and when do we get our checks? <laughs> yeah. It's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Checks in the mail. Keep checking every day. I need your uh, social security so I can 1099 you. Um, we'll also yeah. need your home address and your mother's maiden name. You can have my home address. They can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a man. I yeah. see. He is a man. <laughs> What did I tell you about his hey, thing? His gig at comedy shows, right? And now it's his gig everywhere. <laughs> is that is that what you do? You're just like, hey, Luke. No, yeah, tries no, nailing the groupies. Do. No, do you have groupies? Do. No, I don't have any groupies. Do you have band aids? Sucks to What's be you. Band-Aids? No, no, I saw it in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're not groupies. We're band aids. <laughs> so, all right, guys, thank you so much. No thank problem. You. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Lauren. Yep. Support the uh, the the Geek Fest on uh, Saturday at uh, Bones Bar in Wilkes Bear. Hell six, yeah, six to two. I'll be there. All right. So hey. <laughs> yes. Good night. Good night. Good night.